Hello and welcome back to a Smashing Theory, the ultimate prediction podcast for Super Smash Bros. and other video games. I'm Daniel. And I'm Sean. Yeah, it's it's we've been gone for a little while. Last time we did this, we predicted the next Nintendo Direct. Right. Uh, and I guess that worked out because because yeah. here we are uh, talking about the next Nintendo Direct, or rather the previous Nintendo Direct. Now, yes, right, yeah. yes, the the most recent one, right. Uh, I think this episode is going to be pretty exciting. There's there's some cool and weird stuff to talk about this. Oh time. yes, there's uh, some very weird stuff. <laughs> first, let's talk uh, right around the midway point. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. First, let's talk corrections. Oh, if we must. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if anyone even remembers what we talked about last time. <laughs> Uh, it is Nintendo Switch Online's three-year anniversary, not its fourth. Ah. Uh, it was announced over four years ago, though, in January 2017. Okay. And then they took, like, a while to get it up and running. Sure. Used copies of Final Fantasy 1 and 2 Dawn of Souls are 35 to 40 bucks on Amazon. That's not bad. Yeah, that's pretty reasonable. Yeah. Uh, new copies are around 80 bucks, which, okay. is, which is what I was expecting for used copies, honestly. Sure. Um, I once went to a con, and they had a, uh used copy of tactics ogre for the playstation one for like 80 bucks and i didn't buy it and i regret that still to this day i wish that i had yeah that's fair yeah that's pretty fair would have been pretty cool uh pokemon yellow gold silver and crystal also had local multiplayer on the 3ds virtual console okay uh, that was more of an omission i knew that but i didn't mention that i only mentioned red and blue i see Jalico is a defunct company, uh, but Jalico games are on the Nintendo Switch Online service. Okay. Uh, Jalico's game IPs and assets were acquired by a company called City Connection, hmm. which is named after one of Jalico's games, oh. City Connection. I see. Which I believe you can play on Nintendo Switch Online. Wow. Yeah. What a connection. City. <laughs> uh, Blastoise was given a release date of September 1st, Immediately after we recorded. Right. Uh, and finally, uh, the PlayStation 4 and Switch versions of Delta Rune Chapter 1 released simultaneously on uh, February 28th, 2019. I think I implied that maybe it came out on the Switch first or, okay. or PS4 first or something. Right. Yeah. But uh, they, they released on both systems at the same time. Yeah. Uh, Feb Like, I want to say roughly half a year after the PC versions. Okay. Yeah. Um, and those are our corrections. Sweet. So, uh, we just had a big old Nintendo Direct. Yes. Uh, their fall 2021 Direct. What, 40 minutes, I think? Yeah, 40 yeah. minutes, nice and beefy. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and some stuff, some stuff felt substantial. I thought it'd be kind of a quiet, chill one. Mm -hmm. And it was more quiet and chill than, like, E3. <laughs> sure. Uh, but I think, I think there was still some cool stuff here. Oh, yeah. Um... So, that was a solid direct all in all, I thought. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was more excited about stuff than I wasn't, I would say. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm excited to talk about some of the stuff in here. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, what we'll do is we'll talk about pretty much all the predictions we made last episode. Right. Compare what actually happened in the direct to that, and then, uh, and then we'll talk all the stuff we didn't predict, and then we'll talk the stuff relevant to Smash. Okay. Finishing with Smash, as usual. Right. 
So first off, uh, the predictions we made for the release window, right? Yes. Uh, you said, I think you said a specific date in October, but it was like in the middle of October. Yeah, and even when I say something specific, it's not because I'm, you know, I'm not making an educated guess. <laughs> so we can go with mid-October, that's fine. Uh, and I said between September 14th and 16th, 2021. Right. Uh, the actual day came, the actual day it aired was Thursday, September 23rd. Right. A week after the 16th. Yeah. 2021. That Uh, ain't bad, Nostradamus. Yeah. And also, uh, something very interesting gaming-related happened between the 14th and the 16th of 2021, after all. And Mm -hmm. we'll talk about that, like, later, because it'll be relevant. Sure. Um, So, uh, we made a bunch of first-party predictions, obviously. We started with additional support for existing games and services, and actually, our first prediction... Uh, relates kind of strongly to one of the bigger, what yes. feels like one of the bigger announcements of the Direct. It was big for me. Uh, so, so first, what well, we made a prediction that ended up being completely off. We yeah. we were like, <laughs> we were like, okay, Nintendo Switch Online is due for an upgrade. Do we think it's gonna be Game Boy games or do we think it's gonna be Nintendo sixty four games? And then we said, it's absolutely going to be Game Boy games. Yeah, I think I even said, I wish it would be Nintendo 64, but I think it's going to be Game Boy yeah, or something you, like you that. Yeah, you did say something yeah. like that, yeah. And we even went as far as like predicting the launch lineup, <laughs> uh, which included Donkey Kong 94, Game & Watch Gallery, Kirby's Dream Land, Avenging Spirit, Mole Mania, Dr. Mario, Super Mario Land, Super Mario Land 2, Mario's Picross, and Metroid 2. Right. <laughs> You guessed three Mario games. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I mean, hey, Mario is the guy. Mario's you know? the guy. He is the guy. I actually uh, guessed four because Mario's Picross. Oh, oh yeah. You guessed four. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Uh, and then after all that, I said something along the lines of, I think after Game Boy games, like a year <laughs> later, right. uh, they're going to do something like add uh like add a uh, nintendo switch online plus like <laughs> a, like basically like an an addition to the service that costs more money but adds more features mm-hmm. those extra features will will include stuff like the nintendo 64 right and add games for that uh and that is precisely what happened this year instead yes. uh they announced the nintendo switch online plus expansion pack uh, which will launch in late October. It adds. Uh, it's funny. I thought like they would add like several features, like oh yeah, more systems, right. but also like, uh, also like the ability to voice chat natively and that uh-huh. kind of thing, right? Uh, instead, it just adds two new systems. Well, that we know of. Yes. Because they did say you know we're gonna do a direct about this later, and we'll be going over more stuff. Um, did they say that? Yeah, they did. They said uh, we're going to talk about what the pricing is, and we're going to yeah, you know, they, go into more detail. Yeah, they they did mention. Yeah, I don't um, know if they described it as a direct or not. Yeah, they did, I don't think they did. Yeah, I they 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 did say like stay tuned for like pricing details right. at the very least. I I didn't get the vibe that they would like also talk new systems and stuff. It feels okay. like it's just like yeah, this is this is how much it will cost. This is how you can renew things. Sure. You know, like I feel like there'll be like a little video like explaining to old people how they can upgrade their service right? <laughs> right maybe it'll have bowser and baby bowser in it again oh man that you know what i'd be i'd be totally down for oh that. yeah those were so cute yeah actually. no that was really great yeah uh but it uh yeah it is as far as we know and i i think 
I think this is it for now. Yeah. I think there'll be more later. Sure. Uh, but I think at launch, uh, what they've announced is they're adding the N64 and they're adding the Sega Genesis. Yeah. Yeah. Who the hell saw that coming? <laughs> Not me. I, I mean, Genesis has like, S- Sega has kind of been on board for all of Nintendo's <laughs> virtual console related efforts prior to this. Sure, sure. Uh, so it's nice. I wasn't super surprised. I was like, oh, yeah, I guess it is about time for Sega to jump on. I was gobsmacked, man. <laughs> I never, ever, ever would have guessed that. Well, actually, what's funny is that before, like a couple days before the direct, I did think to myself, like, God, it would be so nice to be able to play Sega Genesis games. Like, if they had, you know, a Sega Genesis kind of virtual console thing yeah uh that'd be so great too bad that's never gonna happen <laughs> i ver- i like verbatim that's me like saying what my mind thought to me you right know? right like, and uh then i got it yeah i i should just say like ah oh, man i uh, there's no way that the nintendo switch will ever have a excellent uh, online infrastructure with uh, with voice acting right in there. Voice That's acting. never gonna happen. Voice acting, Jesus. <laughs> voice chat. That'd be incredible. <laughs> like, like instead of it being you talking, yeah. you like you know, you, there's just like stuff you can say. Like Mario will be like, yeah, oh no, oh, no, Pikachu is taking the point. <laughs> Defend the goal zone. <laughs> oh, Zapdos is here. <laughs> Take it down. Kill Zapdos. <laughs> uh but anyway yeah i i was totally caught off guard by this and i'm very excited that the sega genesis is coming yeah i do think it's really like i'm i'm glad it's here yeah like, yeah we we were both kind of genesis kids growing up yes um i did go back and fully immerse myself in super <laughs> nintendo later yeah i i had a i had a genesis first and then i got a super nintendo like a couple christmases later nice so i i did experience the snes as a kid yeah but. I was like I was like 17 when I got my first Super Nintendo. Wow. Yeah. Uh and for, for I guess for for context for for like like uh like you know the the Super Nintendo launched when I was like 8 or 9. Uh, right, right, right. Yeah. Yes. Uh Yeah, for for those who didn't live the exact <laughs> time that I was alive. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's always good to provide context for people who may have had different temporal experiences <laughs> than yeah. you specifically. Right. Yeah. 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 Although, like in in my youth, any time I was at a friend's house and they had a Super Nintendo, <laughs> like I just like oh yeah, I I scrambled over there. Yeah, yeah, I had a friend in when I still lived in New York City. I had a friend named Connor, and every time I'd go over to Connor's house. Uh, his dad would take us out to like the local video rental place and we'd get to pick out games. And I, you know, I wouldn't say that I feel bad about this now because I was like five, but I would, I would essentially like sort of of just like guilt Connor into buying a game, renting a game that I wanted to play. Uh, and, uh, it worked every time. I played a lot of Donkey Kong that way. He did oh. not want to rent Donkey Kong, but I wanted to rent Donkey <laughs> Kong like three times in a row. You sound like a great friend. <laughs> uh, I, I, you know, I developed empathy <laughs> after that point. Uh, the, it adds Nintendo 64 Genesis games. Some games will have local and online multiplayer for up to four players. Very cool. It's basically, if a game was multiplayer compatible it presumably right now has online multiplayer as well 
and uh, wireless controllers will be available for purchase for for both on the Nintendo online store. And yeah, it's, I mean, it's really just for the N64 one, like it's just an N64 controller that yeah. is wireless now. Yeah. And uh, that's cool. Yeah. Because that, you know, the N64 controller was like weird and pr- and probably bad, like probably not good. Yeah, no, it was, it was, um, it was kind of bad. It was but, a bad controller. But because of that, when you now play an N64 game on a not N64 controller, sometimes it's really weird. Yes, yeah. Uh, so it's it's cool that they're giving that as an option for people who want to really have an immersive, you know, N64 Ag- experience. Agreed. I I do agree with that. So uh, there's gonna be nine launch games for the Nintendo 64 in the U.S. Uh, Doctor Mario 64. Yes. In the U.S. only. Uh, the the rest of this will be in the U.S. and Japan, right? Uh, and uh, maybe maybe U.S. and Europe, okay. But, but uh, but at least like you know English language regions only. Sure. I'm just gonna say U.S. because okay. I, I know it's in the U.S. I don't know if it's in Europe. <laughs> sure. Uh, so Doctor Mario 64 U.S. only. The Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time. Of course. Yeah, of course. Uh, Mario Kart 64. Of course. Mario Tennis. Y- yeah. Uh, Sin and Punishment. Very cool. Yeah, very Would cool. not have expected this out of the gate. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, very glad to see it. Uh, Same. I loved playing Sin and Punishment like that first time mm-hmm. it hit the Wii Virtual Console. Yes. Was very excited about that. Had a really good time. Nice. Yeah. Maybe maybe, maybe it's time for a replay of that. Sure. In, in late October. <laughs> um, Star Fox 64. Great. Yeah. Obvious. Of course. Pretty uh super mario 64 cool yeah the most obvious so far probably yeah. uh win back uh win back uh is a game i had not heard of mm-hmm. before before this direct it's a first person shooter from koei tecmo yes. uh, omega force developed it actually okay um i have a feeling that i know why win back is in the launch lineup do you know why do you have any idea why Winback is in the launch lineup? No, I have no clue. <laughs> because Nintendo could not get GoldenEye 007 on the service. Oh, okay, sure. Right? Yeah. Like, GoldenEye 007, like, it's weird. <laughs> like, I don't really have, like, the nostalgia for GoldenEye 007. I played it a few times. As a sure. Kid. Yeah, you know, I had, I had an okay time with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, I think to people that, like, grew up with an N64... Like a lot of people that were in that era, GoldenEye mm-hmm. 007 is like one of the most iconic Nintendo 64 experiences. Yes, right. Like uh, I put a lot of time into that, you know, playing yeah. multiplayer and throwing sticky mines down with my friends. So you know, yeah, I get that. Yeah, like GoldenEye 07 was, I think, synonymous with a lot of like N64 parties. You For know? sure. I feel like Nintendo was like, ah, oh, shit. Like Activision isn't playing ball, uh-huh. right? Maybe Activision doesn't even have that license anymore. Sure. But like, we we need at least something that is reminiscent of the mm-hmm. GoldenEye 007 experience. Uh, and Koei Tecmo is kind of like basically a second party developer for them. <laughs> like you know, at this point, yeah, they 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 do stuff outside Nintendo, but they collaborate with the Nintendo a lot. Yes, like they are, they uh. They have a very good working relationship with them. So they're like, oh, uh, Koei Tecmo has has this first-person shooter uh-huh. that has, like, split-screen multiplayer for up to four players. Sure. Uh, may- I don't know how many players it supports, actually. But, Me neither. But I, I hope it's four. About it. Yeah. The last launch title is Yoshi's Story. Right. Which, yeah, that, that, that's, that seems like a nice little... You know, yeah, here, have Yoshi's Story. Yeah. No one, no one was begging for right. this. No, nobody likes that game. 
that's that's the kind of thing that I was deliberately not saying. <laughs> You can always count on me Daniel, to say the thing that you're deliberately not saying. Like, I feel like there's people that like. Yoshi's no, of course, story. there are, there yeah. are people whose your favorite game is Yoshi's Story. Sure, um, and your feelings your feelings are valid, <laughs> but I disagree with them. <laughs> there is sometimes when when like you backtrack, there's just like. <laughs> You you say something like you know very reassuringly, and yet there's such an insincerity to it. <laughs> Look, there are things you say because you want to say them, and there are things you say because you should say them. <laughs> and that's all I'm saying. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, yeah, you know, you 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 Yoshi story people shine on you, crazy diamonds. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna get your moment in the sun here, and you, you can play that weird game. <laughs> I will not be playing it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I might play it. I've never, I don't think I've ever played like more than the first level of that game. Yeah. Maybe, I, not, maybe not even the first level. God, I played a ton of it and I don't remember why in hindsight. <laughs> I played a lot of that game. Sometimes you have a game and you just play it because you have it. That's true. Especially when you're like 11 and <laughs> you don't have money to buy your own games right i was gonna say like when you're getting like a game for christmas and a game for your birthday you play the games you get yeah yeah exactly (laughs) precisely uh but yeah that's that's the launch lineup one cool thing nintendo did was after they showed the launch games they also showed a selection of games that they would start rolling out after launch yeah love that yeah i think that i think that made like this whole thing much more exciting i think they were like here's here's the nintendo 64 games you're getting We'll see you later. <laughs> like, right. I was like, oh, okay, uh, this is going to cost more money, huh? <laughs> um, but they mentioned that after launch, uh, we would get Banjo-Kazooie. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, which shows, like, it's funny. I don't, like, uh, I got Rare Replay for the Xbox One. Right. I, I played most of the games on my collection. Banjo-Kazooie yeah. was one of them. Yeah. And I had fun with that for about like forty minutes, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. And then I and then I kind of had my fill. Sure. So in a vacuum, I'm not very excited for Banjo Kazooie. Yeah. But uh, broad like like in terms of like potential for the service. Oh yeah. Banjo Kazooie is the most exciting game on there. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, Banjo Kazooie means that Nintendo is talking to Microsoft mm-hmm. and. Microsoft is letting them put rare developed games on the service. Yes. Uh, so that me like, and Microsoft was already letting them do that for like Donkey Kong Country and stuff. Sure. But the fact that they're still continuing to do that for the N64 means that for the first time in like Nintendo online, <laughs> like virtual console esque service yeah. history, we could get stuff like uh, Donkey Kong 64, mm-hmm. Diddy Kong Racing, mm-hmm. uh, Perfect Dark, sure. Jet Force Jet Gemini. Force Gemini. That uh, game is the game I was thinking of when I said that sometimes it's weird to play N64 games not on an N64 controller because <laughs> it is painful. Like the control scheme that I used for that game, you moved your character with the C buttons and aimed with the analog stick. Jesus. Yeah. Like you can't, the, like, the. It just sucks to play on a not N64 controller because how else could you do that? That's funny. I played a I on Rare Replay. Mm-hmm. I played it with an Xbox One controller, and I think they actually kind of oh okay. I think they actually kind of updated the controls for that so sure. that like you know you control the camera with the anal with the with the right analog stick. And, okay, 
And, uh, yeah, it felt like control felt like a bit more modern. It was still kind of funky. Yeah. Well, that's, that, that's, that's good for that collection. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, if, if, but uh, but they wouldn't do that for, for any like Nintendo switch online. Yeah. I might have to shell out, you know, X dollars. I, I think, uh, I think remapping buttons is a thing you can do. Oh, right. Right. On, on at least the super Nintendo and NES ones. Right. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, offhand, hmm. I've just always played with the default controls. Huh? Yeah, I I know that button remapping was a thing you could do on the Wii U Virtual Console. Okay. Uh, so that feels like that'd be an easy feature to put on Nintendo Switch Online. But who knows? Yeah, one would think. I I, I guess uh I guess we have at least one thing to discuss when corrections time rolls around. Yeah. Um. Do Do you have any more stuff to say about Rare and Banjo Kazooie and stuff? Love it. Yeah, love it. It's. I would love to have Diddy Kong Racing in particular on yes, there. That's I, my favorite racing game of all time. I haven't gotten to play that since I was at someone's house and they had an <laughs> N64. Like maybe me. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah at your house. No, I think it was actually. Uh, I think it was actually our mutual friend John in high uh-huh. school. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That I, that would be the other one. It could have been. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I think last time I played Donkey Kong, Diddy Kong Racing was at his house when I was like. 19 years old <laughs> wow yeah uh and i i still like have a really soft spot for the game i'd love to play mm-hmm. it again me too i'm i'm sure like there's a lot of like there's a lot of like gameplay mechanics and like <laughs> uh specifically i f- i feel like the way that game progresses will feel very old i was gonna say that uh like the I remember thinking the boss enemies felt really unfair then. Right. You know, now it's going to be awful. Yeah. Uh, to race all those guys again. Yeah, I but, think uh, I think some things about that game will not age well, but it yeah. felt revolutionary at the time. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. I and I I, I th- I'm pretty good at like turning my brain off and just kind of enjoying old games in the way that I did when I was a kid. So that's, I think I'll just like that experience. Nice. That, that's that's very good for you. <laughs> Uh, so other games that are coming up mm-hmm. on the N64 service, uh, Custom Robo and Custom Robo uh, V2 yep. uh, will be coming out for the service in Japan only. Right. Because America never got those games in the first place. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Yeah. Cool games. Mm-hmm. Like, they're they're very neat, like, weird, like, you know, you, can, you get little, like, toy robots and you can customize the toy robots and then you make them fight in arenas. Sure, sure. That, you and, custom your robo. Yes, you custom your robo. And, uh... And that's that's really neat. I wish, I wish we got the N sixty four games. I think we got the GameCube game in the states, right? Uh, and like a DS sequel, maybe. Oh, okay. And then that series has been dead for a long time. Yeah. So, uh, F Zero X. Great. Yeah. Very. Oh, cool. loved that game as a kid. Maybe, maybe everyone can play it on Nintendo Switch Online plus expansion pack <laughs> and Nintendo will look at the date and be like maybe maybe we should make a new one. The that is like the the death of the F0 franchise is so frustrating to me because like Miyamoto or somebody said in an interview like yeah, we just don't know what to do with F0 anymore. <laughs> like just make more of them. Yeah. You don't have to do any like you don't have to revolutionize video games every time you make a game Shigeru, Shigeru. <laughs> like just just put just just do F Zero GX again. Yeah, but with uh, different N- things. N- Nintendo's so weird about like that policy, where it's like if if we can't do something new with with the next game, we shouldn't make the next game. Right, for fuck's sake. Yeah, I just want to play more of the game. Yeah, 
Like, like, you know, cause a lot of their, a lot of their reasoning for that is like, well, if, if people wanted to play like the old game again, then they could just play the old game. But like, there's a lot of instances where no, that's not true. Nintendo. Right. like you, because you, you don't make those games available to us like legally. Yeah. You know, a that, yeah. B, like I like the first season of the Sopranos, but I also like the other five, you right. know, even though they are more of the same thing. Sure. That's nice to have. Yeah. And it's true that, you know, I could get my Sopranos fix by repeatedly watching season one of the Sopranos. Uh, but I don't want to do that. And also, like, uh, also the exceptions to that, the the times that Nintendo has right. just iterated instead of making something brand new each time. Yeah. Uh, is are some of their most successful franchises. Yeah. Mario Kart and Super Smash Bros. Uh-huh. Uh, although Mario, you know, Super Smash Bros., does innovate in ways like yes. each time and Mario Kart has tried to innovate, but I feel like, <laughs> I feel like Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is one of their most iterative games and, yeah. and it's their best selling one. And that's not to mention, you know, new super Mario brothers, new super Mario brothers, two electric uh, boogaloo. Yeah. Oh no, there's a trash can hat like that. <laughs> you know, you can one could you know. argue that that's the reason they are afraid of iterating now. <laughs> Because like because those made them a fuck ton of money. Be- because the, uh, in spite of it making them a fuck ton of money, the critical reception <laughs> of those has been increasingly sour. Sure. Like like critics and and players are a bit less forgiving of them rehashing the formula every single time that they did it. I mean, all I'm saying is that there's a midpoint between like the difference between Super Mario Odyssey and the Mario games that came before it and, like, Capcom making six Mega Man games that are functionally identical, <laughs> you know? You can achieve a happy medium, and that's what I would want a new F-Zero to be. Yeah, or at the very least, just, like, remaster F-Zero GX. Sure, yeah, yeah. F-Zero GX was excellent. Yeah, and also, like, I don't have F-Zero GX. <laughs> Uh, because like it's rare and expensive. Yes. I think maybe this is another uh, Final sure. Fantasy one and two Dawn of Souls <laughs> situation. Yeah, maybe but you I, can just get it for forty bucks. Yeah, I'd feel like that'd be worth forty bucks. Yeah, that game was very cool. Yeah, I mean, there's like my brother played that game for like two years straight and still didn't unlock everything. It's like <laughs> one of those games. Yeah, there, you would be worth the money for that alone. Yeah, that's fair. Other games that will be added to the service down the line include Kirby 64, The Crystal Shards. Cool. Yeah, neat little Kirby game, worth a worth a play. Uh, Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like in the like in the early 2010s, like 2011, 2012. Yeah. I was living in New Orleans. Uh, Sean was living in Florida. It's true. Um, and Sean, uh, for like half a week, visited me in New Orleans, and uh, and we did a handful of things together during that period of time. Um, one of those things was Sean just played half of Majora's Mask <laughs> while I watched. Yeah. On like the Wii Virtual Console. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's a good time. Yeah, it was a good time. If uh, if you want me to do that again when this comes out, <laughs> I will. 
<laughs> just half. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll play the first half again uh, in my room, and yeah. then I'll come out for the second no, half. No, no, no. Play play the first half in front of me, the, the, the half that I've <laughs> right. already seen yeah, you play, yeah, yeah. and then when we get to new content, you can play the rest in your room. I see that. I'll finish it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Preserving the memory of our experience. Exactly. Before. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great. Uh, <laughs> Mario Golf. Right. Of uh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Paper Mario One. Great. Yes. Very happy about that one. Oh, same. And uh, and Pokemon Snap. That's cool. Yeah. Um. That that's a great selection. Like, oh, and for I, sure. I, I feel like. I feel like basically what they've told us is like the first roughly the first half year of like n64 content yeah um like i feel like we'll get like maybe two games a month it'd be cool if like if like the the first wave like had a couple surprises right sure like before we got all the games on this list they'll just be like oh yeah here's uh (laughs) right here's perfect dark you know Uh just like just out of nowhere that'd be nice that'd be really cool uh, so that's only N64 stuff, and I that's exciting. Yes. Uh, the Genesis games that we're getting at launch. Oh, speaking of great lineups. Yeah. Like, I, like, this is almost the lineup I would have picked if Sega had asked me to pick it. <laughs> like, there's so much good stuff on here. Uh, the first one is, uh, Castlevania Bloodlines. Yes. Yeah. This which... is a great Castlevania game that no one I know has played. <laughs> because it came out for the Genesis. Right. It's so good. Yeah, I've heard very good thing about Bloodlines. Very good things. And, uh, and actually, like, <laughs> so Castlevania, Castlevania Bloodlines and Contra Hardcore. Yes. Um, and it's funny, like, th- these are cool games. Mm-hmm. Uh, much like Banjo Kazooie, the inclusion of these games uh, basically makes me much more excited for future games, specifically future Nintendo sixty four games. Yeah, Castlevania and uh, Contra Hardcore are made by Konami. True, and uh, and Konami, uh, like there's a lot of potential Konami stuff that could get added to the N sixty four library. Sure, uh, Konami owns Hudson, right? Uh, they, yes, they, they yeah. own because I know I know they own Bomberman. Yeah, so, I'm so we could we could get some bomber some of the Bomberman sixty four games. That would be great, right? We could... as an aside, I would also love uh, to have a Bomberman uh, Mega Bomberman for the Sega Genesis. Yeah, that'd be cool. Which is my favorite Bomberman game. Uh, they they got a there's a couple Castlevania N sixty four games. True. So they could add those. That'd be cool. Um, and there's this really weird Konami game for the N64 <laughs> that I've never gotten to play. I've always uh, wanted to called Hybrid Heaven. I have played this, and it's a trip. Yeah, man. it's like it's, it's like a weird mix of like RPG and fighting game and a bunch of other shit. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't know this before. I looked up Hybrid Heaven recently. Yeah. Um. So originally Hideo Kojima was going to make that game huh. in the in the very early stages of development, and then he was like, "No, I don't. The N64 isn't powerful enough for my you know artistic ambitions," and he abandoned the project. Huh. So so this was just like Konami Osaka, like using that blueprint and making a game. Wow. Which is why it feels kind of like Hideo Kojima fan fiction, you know, <laughs> like when you're playing it, you, you can kind of like go like, oh yeah, okay. All right. I can see that connection that's, now. That's really interesting. It's a fascinating game. Yeah. That, that sounds fascinating. Um, 
Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine Ooh, great. will be available at launch. So, uh, so A, uh, first of all, let me jump back to Contra Hardcore. Yeah. That game is great, and it's also, like, it was incredibly important to, like, my creative development. Huh. Like, it influenced my taste in music because the soundtrack is so good. It's also probably why at the end of every tabletop campaign I run, there's always, like, a secret laboratory in a basement <laughs> with, like, weird experiments in it. Uh-huh. Um... Yeah, uh, just a, it, it's a very tightly designed, it's why I love boss fights so much, because it's basically like a boss rush where all the enemy encounters are like set dressing. Yeah, yeah. excellent. There, There's a future, there, there's Genesis, there's another launch Genesis games, which is the reason that I love boss fights so oh, much. Oh, shit. Um, oh, and Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, Ma, when my mom was pregnant with my little brother, she couldn't really do anything because she was pregnant, so she just played that game constantly. Right. And got farther in it than I ever did. <laughs> uh, she got up to, like, level 9 or something, and I, because of a combination of colorblindness and just being bad at Puyo Puyo, have never gotten that far. Yeah, your mom's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, she is. Uh but instead of uh instead of Dr. Robotnik's mean bean machine in Japan, they'll be getting the first Poyo Poyo. Which makes sense. Which yeah, which is what Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine is a reskin of. Right. Uh we're getting Echo the Dolphin at launch. Oh, the game's so weird. <laughs> Very weird. We're getting Golden Axe at launch. Cool. Uh, we're getting Gunstar Heroes at launch. Very cool. That's the reason I like that. I was going to say, I, yeah, I know you like that game. Yeah. I, you know, I like it, too. Uh, that that game's so cool. Yeah, it's great. It's, it's so wacky, like, and there's just, like, uh, the power-ups are really neat, and uh -huh. the boss battles are very cool. Treasure was a great developer. Yeah. They released they, so much cool stuff when we were kids. Yes. Nah, they, they really killed it back then, especially, like, that Genesis era. Yeah. Um, Musha. Um, now this one I'm not familiar with. I it's Musha's like one of those games that like um, Musha and T90 video game. Yeah, it's it's a it's a vertical scrolling shooter. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's it's a sequel to a last. Okay. Which is a uh, which was a shooter for the for the Master System. Um. But yeah, the, just yeah, vertical vertical space yeah. shooter thing. Cool. Uh, Fantasy Star Four. Great. I'm sure they'll they'll fill in the other ones later. Sure. But four is, uh, in my opinion, the best of the Genesis Fantasy that, Stars. That's do that is what I hear. Yeah, that is what I hear. Um, Ristar. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I adored this game as a as a youth. <laughs> you did. I did. Yeah. It's very cool. I, I remember you just. Uh, like name dropping Ristar like yeah. all the time growing up. Although I call it Rystar, I don't know which one is correct. Rystar sounds sounds good. <laughs> Rystar sounds cool. good. Um, Shining Force. This I did not have, but I always have wanted to get into Shining Force because it's basically Genesis Fire Emblem, which is great. Yeah, Shining Force is a really interesting franchise because half of it is still stuck in Japan. Uh huh. But uh, but it's nice to see the first game. Yeah. Like again, but still nice to see it. Uh, Shinobi 3, Return of the Ninja Master. Great, great platformer. Really cool. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Nice. Um, This is the only Sonic game on here, and I'm surprised to see this Sonic game on here mm -hmm. also, uh, because Sega's still, like, releasing that Sonic Origins... Right. Uh, like, you know, a pack of, like... Sonic, Sonic 2, Sonic 3, Sonic and & Knuckles, and Sonic CD, I think, right? Right, right. Yeah, so it's it's weird that, like, they would potentially lose money 
by uh-huh. by putting Sonic 2 on here. Maybe they're hoping for the effect of like, and if you like this, you can play a bunch of other old Sonic games in this collection. Yeah, and actually, that, that that, that, that's thing. smart. That that's that's decent marketing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a lost leader. Yeah, uh, Streets of Rage 2. Now this, I I would have gone for Streets of Rage 3, but nobody else on Earth would have. So <laughs> yeah. that's fair. I think, yeah, I think 2 is the safest choice. Yeah. Uh, Streets of Rage 1 feels too old. Yeah, and Streets of Rage 3 is too weird. Yeah. So but, it, but I love it. Yeah. Oh, I love that funky little game. I'm sure we'll get both over time. I hope so. Yeah. Uh, and Strider. Great. Yeah. Iconic. Very iconic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the Genesis soundtrack is always the soundtrack I think of when I think of that game instead of the arcade one, because okay. I'm familiar with it. Right. That, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, that's the launch list. 14 games, uh, for, for the Genesis. Um, Nintendo did not give a, here's what's coming later for it, but yeah. I feel like stuff will be coming later for it. Oh, for sure. Uh, there's, there's lots of potential games for them to add. Yes. Even if like Sega is the only developer they add more games from. <laughs> sure. Um, the, the omission I'm looking most forward to is Comic Zone. Oh, of course. Yes. You love Comic Zone. I love Comic Zone. And actually, it's funny, I'm so used to seeing Comic Zone, like, in their re-releases of things. They always release Comic right, Zone really early true. on. Um, uh, so it's almost shocking that it's not there, but I feel like it'll be there. Sure. Like, I'm, it, might, it might even be, like, one of the first games that they add. <laughs> uh, but, like... For those of you that you know that weren't raised on the Genesis like we were, uh, Comic Zone was a side-scrolling beat 'em up where uh, where you would like you were you were a dude trapped in a comic book. Right. I think uh, you, you're the creator of the comic. Yes. Yeah. Sketch Turner. Of course. Yes. The artist that drew the comic book that he's trapped <laughs> inside uh, like punches like through comic book panels and and fights like different comic book villains. Yeah. And. and uh, Aesthetically, so cool. Yeah, and so oh, good. So there's, there like, like aesthetically, like the way the game looks. There's yeah. still like nothing else like it. You're like literally punching through the panels of the comic book to get to new zones. Yeah, and, like, you get the speech bubbles whenever they talk. Yes, it's, it's so cool. Oh man, <laughs> yeah, that's that's still one of my like favorite games of all time. Oh yeah, uh, just just a classic, just a classic. Looking forward to like new generations of people maybe getting to check that out. <laughs> sure. If they if they bother to open up the Genesis icon on right. the Nintendo Switch Online thing. Um I'll open it up enough for everybody. It's true. <laughs> what uh what about you? Are there any omissions that you're uh Uh yes. Uh so this is actually another treasure game, Dynamite Heady. Oh yeah. For the Sega Genesis. Yeah, yeah. Which is this weird game that almost defies categorization because mm. it's like a platformer, but it's also kind of a run and gun shooter. But you you're like a puppet and you like shoot your head kind of. Yeah. And you can like get power ups that to like one makes your head really heavy. So you move more slowly, but you can like bust <laughs> down walls. Oh, interesting. Uh, there's another one that uh, like causes kind of you can like shoot projectiles with your head one where you do kind of a spread shot thing and shoot three heads. Yeah. And you know, uh, a lot of it is just for, to kind of like defeat enemies in new creative ways. But like, sometimes you solve puzzles. Do you need a particular kind of head? Right. It is, uh, aesthetically really interesting. It's kind of like set up to be like a puppet show. Oh yeah. So there's like elements of like the staging behind you and there's like a laugh track and applause when you do certain things. That's right, man. It is a very bizarre, very kind of charming game. 
that I played just constantly as a kid, hmm. and I would love to see that on there. And we've got you know treasure stuff already, so I yeah. think it's entirely possible. Yeah. Um. Although, like, uh, like tre- uh, Gunstar Heroes is owned by Sega. Oh, okay. Like, Treasure made it for Sega. Sure. I think Dynamite Heady might be a similar situation, though. Okay. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Developed by Treasure, published by Sega. Yes. Yeah. Oh, put it on there, guys. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I, that feels kind of inevitable. Another one. Yeah. Pulseman. Oh, true. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, this was one of Game Freak's first games. It was, uh, it was like a real, like, uh, it was a real wild, like, you know, platforming kind of sort of like beat 'em up game where, mm-hmm. like, uh, you're playing, like, as kind of a robot dude that can turn into a ball of electricity and, right. like, shoot around and stuff. Uh, fun fact, uh, Pikachu's move Volt Tackle in the Pokemon <laughs> series is based uh, off of Pulse Man's ability. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah, and also um uh Ledian, uh Lady Ba's evolution in Pokemon mm-hmm. Gold and Silver is loosely based off of Pulse Man's design. That's cool. Yeah, and there's other like uh there's other like Pulse Man Easter eggs like throughout the Pokemon games. Like nice. uh, I think there's I think like there's some music in a Pokemon game that's very similar to uh, like some Pulse Man music, just stuff right. like that. Yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, uh, well, I I did too. Is there one more Genesis game you want to see added? Uh, uh well, um, Pulse Man did make me think of Vector Man. Do you remember Vector, Vector Man? Man? Yeah. Vector Man. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think that'd be really fun to throw on there. Uh, yeah, because it's one of those things that like seemed rec- uh, revolutionary for yeah. its time, and I'm sure it's aged terribly. Oh, it's bad. Yeah, that game's yeah. bad. I just want to like play it again so I can find out for myself. You know, Ve- Vector Man. <laughs> Vector Man to me, like, uh, very much did the Donkey Kong Country thing, mm. where uh, the graphics were much more like rev, like they they were much more groundbreaking at the time, yeah. Than the game was good, <laughs> like, like I, th- you know, I think both like have you know quality things about them probably donkey kong more than vector man yeah um but uh but like looking back my fondest memories of those games were like the cool things they did visually <laughs> uh, and not actually playing them okay yeah um yeah i i don't feel that way about donkey kong i think that gameplay wise those games have held up really well but i can see what you mean yeah uh also like you you grew up with like a banana in your mouth and like Diddy Kong's boombox, like as a pillow, and uh, you know, <laughs> like like you like you just said earlier, you you're very good at transporting yourself uh-huh. back in time to when you played those games. Um, I mean, you know, yes, I will say that I my instinct is that people you know now are probably much more fond of going back and playing the old donkey kong games than they are playing vector man again yeah no i'd I'd say on balance yes but i i think uh i think that i think the fact that donkey kong is a bit stronger of a brand than vector man may play into that okay yeah although like i said I, i feel like 
if you're to put if you're to put me in a room, make me play Donkey Kong Country one, and then make me play Vector Man one. Yeah, I have a feeling I would say that Donkey Kong Country is the better game. Okay, um, I'll take that. Yeah, but I can't guarantee it. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> uh, yeah, cool, cool. Uh, yeah, the I, I had a feeling we'd talk about that one for a while, but oh, yeah, you know, um, it like. <laughs> It both feels uh like kind of kind of low key, like not a super mm-hmm. big announcement, and it was also I think one of the more exciting announcements of the direct for both of us. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, do you think that other systems will be added to uh Nintendo Switch Online plus expansion pack over time? Yeah, I think we're still getting the Game Boy. Yeah, uh, me me too. Yeah, I I think basically they're going to kind of release new systems yearly for a bit okay like i think next year we'll get like game boy game boy color and maybe game gear oh that'd be cool yeah uh game gear has been on the 3ds virtual console before so that's not unprecedented uh and then maybe the year after that they'll add uh like the sega master system yeah and uh the turbo graphics 16 (laughs) uh who like turbo graphics is also kind of uh, been present for a lot of Nintendo sure. Virtual Console things. And then after that, what I think they'll do, like this is like, you know, this is like three years later, sure. right? Three years later, they're going to make Nintendo Switch Online Plus Expansion Pack the default version of the service. Uh-huh. And then add a new upgrade to the service <laughs> that adds like GameCube and Game Boy Advance games. Okay, gotcha. Uh, how much do you think that uh, Nintendo Expansion Pack... Like Nintendo Switch Online Plus Expansion Pack, how much do you think that's going to cost? Now, this is going to make it seem like I don't pay attention to my finances. I do generally. How much does it cost now? I'm not sure. <laughs> it's twenty dollars a year. Okay. Um, I think that it will double in cost. Uh, that's fair. I wouldn't doubt that. Mm-hmm. I I think it'll be a ten dollar upgrade. Okay. I think the insp- I think the expansion pack. Uh, will be a ten dollar upgrade, and it will cost thirty dollars a month. Okay. Um, because I think that's you mean thirty dollars like, a year. Yes, thirty dollars a year. Thirty dollars a month. I would. That, not. That, that would be insane. I love Nintendo. Uh, yeah, that would be years. insane. I mean, never. No. Yeah. Yeah. I think. I think it'll be thirty dollars a year. I think that's like you know. I I think that's I think that will feel like the most value while still yeah while still them getting a decent amount of money from people. Okay. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they made it forty, although like. Uh, like another twenty, another twenty year for like just N sixty four and Genesis games. I'd do it, mm-hmm. but I'd I'd be like, okay, Nintendo. <laughs> if if they if it was thirty a year, I'd be like, okay, Nintendo. Right. Um, but there'd be a sigh in it if it was forty. Yeah. Okay. I I wouldn't be surprised if it was forty. Though, sure. Because then when they when they charge more yet again to add like GameCube and Game Boy Advance games and stuff. Then they can make it sixty, and then their service will finally cost as much as like PlayStation and Xboxes. <laughs> right, right. Well, PlayStation's like Xbox is just like the most expensive. Okay, but but uh, like uh, well, just regular like like Xbox Gold, right? Just that. Mm-hmm. That's I think that's also like sixty a month. Okay, sixty a year. Right, right, right. Uh, sixty a month. Yeah, God, but Game imagine? Pass Ultimate is like you know it's like fifteen bucks a month. Okay right uh and no real discounts for that so like it's uh that that's a decent a decent chunk a year yeah it still manages to be the best value just the mm-hmm. sheer amount of games that they offer but uh but yeah 
Um, that's that. That's my long term <laughs> prediction. Like they okay. they will slowly add more and more systems until they can kind of charge a decent amount for for the online service. Sure, and it will feel like relatively worth it. Like, yeah. If I if I can play Chibi Robo, oh. like on a Nintendo platform, uh-huh. like on a modern Nintendo platform, like by twenty twenty seven, that'd be great. Sure, sure, <laughs> that'd be really great. I would love to watch you play that game again. Yeah, yeah, that I God, I miss that game so much. <laughs> like I still have it. Uh, I sure. can still just you know stick it in into my backwards compatible Wii and play it but but you know it, it would be nice yeah. it's always nice when it's kind of a current gen thing yeah, yeah. it really even is. even if it's just like a port yeah it really is mm-hmm. okay um more do, do we have any i think i've said enough yeah yeah i think we have to <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> we predicted that uh, nothing interesting would happen for Animal Crossing. Yeah, uh, I, said, I lost the faith. Yeah, we said maybe a big expansion was like possible, but mm-hmm. we weren't holding our breath. And then, uh, we got a little clip of like uh, a villager entering uh, Blathers Museum, mm-hmm. and then uh, walking into a new section of the museum labeled the Roost. Yeah, uh, it's back, baby. It's back, baby. And uh, and then they mentioned that. Animal Crossing is getting a whole direct in October. Yes. That will talk about the free update coming that month. Uh, and then also other future content that Animal Crossing will be getting. So, yeah. So, we we were playing with the idea that, like, Nintendo just took a long time because <laughs> of COVID and all this shit. Uh, and just the fact that they weren't expecting Animal Crossing to blow up the right. amount it did. They just took a lot of extra time to make legit brand new content for it yeah um but yeah it looks like it's happening now yeah no i i like i would come back uh like i stopped playing animal crossing every day a couple months ago yeah and that was the first time since it came out you know that i had stopped yeah uh i would come back for just the roost yeah. But the fact that we're getting a whole direct suggests that maybe we'll get some other stuff too. Yeah, It'll be maybe, pretty cool. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm excited for this. Yeah. The the roost. So it depends. Like, I'll check my Nintendo Switch's hard drive. Right. I'll, I'll check my <laughs> SD card. Uh-huh. If I've already deleted Animal Crossing New Horizons, I probably will not reinstall it for the I roost. See. If I haven't deleted it, then sure, I'll boot it back up and see what the roost is like. Okay. If if they add like video game systems you can buy within Animal Crossing <laughs> and then play mini games on those systems, uh-huh. uh, I would reinstall Animal Crossing for that. Okay. What if they added more KK Slider songs? Yes, I would reinstall. <laughs> I I would reinstall Animal Crossing New Horizons. <laughs> get the KK Slider song and then uninstall. <laughs> yeah, I'll check out the Roost while I'm at sure, it. Sure, sure, sure. But once I'm done getting the new KK Slider songs, I will leave again. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. But I'll have a very good time while I'm doing that. Right. It will be worth it. Oh, like, yeah. The, the re-download would absolutely be worth it. <laughs> uh, we predicted that the Age of Calamity expansion would be present, that they would that they would talk about part two. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, they, they showed off some of part two. Yeah. That's new story content. Pura and Robbie 
will be added like as a single playable character, right. like the two of them working in tandem. Cool. Uh, and and other stuff. There'll be an additional playable character that we don't know about yet. Right. Um. Yeah. And other than that, I didn't really pay too much attention to this. Me neither, admittedly. I, like I, <laughs> I have Age of Calamity. Right. I probably will not get this expansion content. Sure. Uh, but I'm happy for the people that will. Yeah, you know, yeah. for for those of you who are still playing and enjoying uh, Age of Calamity, this is obviously great. Yes. Uh, we predicted there'd be no new Pokemon Snap stuff for now. That was correct. Yep. Uh, we predicted that there'd be more free Mario Golf Super Rush content. That was correct. Our specific answers were not. Sean thought that uh, Diddy Kong would be added as a playable character. Correct. Uh, alongside a Donkey Kong Jungle course. <laughs> I thought Petey Piranha would be added as a playable character on, alongside a Delfino Isle course. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead, uh, Koopa Troopa, Ninji, right. and two generic courses were added to the game. Well, you know, there's a reason that this isn't the Mario Golf Projection podcast, and <laughs> I guess that's it. Uh, we predicted there'd be no Pokemon Unite news, and that was correct. Yes. Uh, because, you know, there, there was a whole Pokemon Direct not too long ago. Yeah. And uh, and then we moved on to uh, stuff that was confirmed to be coming out later already, right. and what what the coverage could be of that. Uh, I predicted that by the time there was a direct, uh, WarioWare Get It Together will already be out, and therefore there will be no coverage of it, <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, no announcement of post-release content or anything. Yeah. That was all correct. WarioWare was nowhere to be seen in that direct. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, yeah. Uh, I I played Get It. I I have beaten Get It Together yes. as of as of uh, a little while ago. Uh, played a decent amount of it with my fiance Lee, mm-hmm. and uh, and playing through it with Lee was the most fun part. Sure. Uh, also, it was it was really nice to revisit WarioWare. I miss WarioWare very much. It was great <laughs> to see WarioWare again. Uh-huh. Uh, this definitely was like a very low budget title. Yeah. Uh, and. In terms of post game content, it was very disappointing. Yeah. Um But it was the, a, a pleasant romp, yeah, uh, you know, to an yeah. extent. Yeah. I, I don't regret getting it. Cool. Um but, but yeah, I I, I wish I, I I miss robust warrior sure. experiences. I can appreciate yeah. that. I miss robust Pokemon experiences. Yeah. Although this <laughs> this felt less like current day pokemon experiences yeah feel more robust than this <laughs> warrior did sure yes yes uh we predicted more mario party superstars mini games and a new online mode to be revealed um we, we were technically right uh yeah they they showed some new like maps like woody woods yoshi's tropical islands and horrorland uh, new in quotation marks they're all from n64 games right Horrorland was my favorite uh, map from, I think, Mario Party 2 is the one that was in. Hmm. I really liked going on that map back when I was a Mario Party fan. They did show a mode called Mount Minigames, which <laughs> uh, which will have several minigame-only courses, True. and uh, it will be playable online. Yeah, that's so, great. Yeah, so that, 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 that feels like that counts as a new online mode. Mm-hmm. Um, I predicted that Metroid Dread would get a showcase... Uh, we weren't sure exactly what, but we, right. we knew that there would be a heavy focus on it, and there was. Yes. Like, there was a whole big, like, five-minute showcase of it. It showed a variety of biomes, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Crade's back. Yeah. Uh, you can go on the website to read, like, a bunch of lore content. That's cool. I uh, haven't done it yet, but I'd, I'd like to. Okay, cool. And, yeah, that, it, it looks like it looks like a new... 
2D Metroid game. Yeah, man. I'm stoked. I'm so ready. I'm, cool. I'm getting that immediately. I'm going to play it a lot. And uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that game. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what you think. I don't know if I'll get it right away. But, sure. Uh, but I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what you think about it. Um, we predicted that there would be no focus on the Nintendo Switch OLED. That was 100% true. Yep. It was not even mentioned. <laughs> As is like kind of normal, like, uh, right. like Nintendo doesn't talk their hardware during their directs usually, yeah. Unless it's like, you know, their next like mainline, sure. like big time hardware, yeah. So that wasn't a surprise, but we we got it. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I predicted maybe we'd see the Battle Frontier for <laughs> for Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. The, this was more of a wish than uh-huh. uh, than an expectation, and uh, that wish did not come true. It was crushed. Uh, speaking of crushed expectations, <laughs> uh, crushed wishes, uh, we thought, uh, like, kind of confidently, actually, mm-hmm. that Advance Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp would get a demo shadow dropped. Right. Uh, it didn't show up at all. Yeah, you know, I, I've been thinking about that, because I actually, so that game got announced, I was very excited about it. Yeah. And then I kind of fell into the rabbit hole of Advance Wars YouTube, because uh-huh. there are people who, like, make livings making Advance Wars videos inexplicably. Huh. Um, and I've been following this guy in particular, Mangs, who makes a lot of Advance Wars and Fire Emblem content. Uh-huh. And he did, like, a breakdown of the sort of, you know, trailer and of the gameplay that we got, you know, previously. And he was saying, like, oh, man, I, I really hope that they add this and that. I hope there's, like, ELO for online matchmaking. And the whole time I was just thinking, like, you know, I, I don't think this is as big for of a project for Nintendo as you think it is. Yeah. Like, they're just putting it out. Uh, you know, it'll they'll make some money off of it. It will have very low production values, and this will be the last Advance Wars thing we ever get. <laughs> uh, so with, with those kind of new expectations in mind, it actually isn't, in hindsight, it's not surprising to me that we didn't see any of the game. Yeah, I'm I am surprised that we didn't see it at all because, just because, like... So outside of Pokemon stuff and Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2, yeah. uh, Advance Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp was the only game that we know is coming out by the end of 2022 hmm. that did not show up. Okay. Right? Like, uh, So that, that did feel a little odd to me. Like, Advance Wars 1 and 2 is, is coming out in a few months. It's coming uh-huh. out It's coming out in three months. Okay. Uh, and there probably will not be a direct before it comes out. True. So, like, Nintendo gives time to even its smaller projects, uh-huh. you know? Sure. Uh, so, the complete absence was, the, yeah, that, that, was, that was weird. That, mm, that, was, okay. that was weird that it was missing. Um, like, even if, it, like, <laughs> Cadence of Hyrule Crypt of the Necrodancer has shown up in more Nintendo Directs <laughs> than Advance Wars Reboot. Sure, has. yeah. Yeah, so, the, like, that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, like I think everything you said is correct. I think it's yeah. I think it's a very low budget title that they're not putting mo- much stake in. Um, uh, I think it's very low priority for Nintendo, and this mm-hmm. is just a bone that they're just barely throwing <laughs> Advance Wars fans. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, even with all that, it's it's odd that it wasn't present during one of its last opportunities to be present. Okay. Uh, I I do think that like uh like sometime in October or November, Nintendo will just like standalone toss out an advanced sure. wars overview video. Yeah, just throw it onto the internet. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think Nintendo actually doesn't want this game to succeed. <laughs> Th- this gives me the vibes that they're going to put as little effort into marketing this game as possible. Sure. And that way when when like it fails, they can 
blame lack of interest in the game and not lack of effort in their marketing or other things. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, I, I think they, they would rather not bother trying to find resources to make new Advanced Wars <laughs> stuff with the frequency that they make new Fire Emblem stuff and other things. Sure. Yeah. You know, I think they want this to make money, but I don't think they want this to take off. Yeah, they don't want to accidentally create a mandate for themselves to make more Advance Wars games. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We predicted there'd be no Pokemon Legends Arceus news because of that direct. Right. Correct. Yep. Uh, we thought that there would be a Splatoon 3 showcase mm-hmm. uh, that would give a March or Spring 2022 release date slash window. Right. Uh, we also predicted that the showcase would have a... Uh, a new pop star duo reveal. Right. And maybe like a battle royale mode. Right. There was a new showcase. Yes. And nothing we predicted about the <laughs> showcase otherwise was correct. Okay. Like they did not show the new pop stars. They did not show battle royale mode. They did show uh, some like n- neat new weapons. Yeah. There's like a weird little like crab looking mech thing. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. Uh, and like a grappling hook uh-huh. like made of ink. Also great. Yeah. They showed off the new hub city, which is called Splatsville. Right. Uh, I thought uh, the, I thought the fan speculation name of Clamorocho was was better. <laughs> that is great. But Splatsville is still cool. Yeah, I also appreciate that. You know, the the last uh, Splatfest was Order and Chaos, and Chaos won, and so they were like Splatsville, mm-hmm. a city of chaos. Oh hey, yeah, yeah that that didn't yeah that didn't occur uh, to me. That's which is very cool. That is cool. That's. That's cool. I like yeah. that the Splatfest has affected lore. Me too. That's great, actually. I <laughs> yeah. love that. Yeah. No, Splatoon, I know I've said this like privately like to you and Lee. I don't know if I've said this on the podcast. It's like one of my favorite Nintendo franchises that where I've never bought a game for it before. <laughs> I just love those funky little squids. They're um, cool. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if I ever buy a Splatoon game, I could see it being Splatoon 3, uh, based on what we know so far. Yeah. You... You should buy it because my fiance is buying it, which nice. means that I'm buying it. Nice. And that means that the three of us can play it together. Yeah, we would have a almost a full team. Yeah. Yeah, and we we have we have some friends that we could pressure into being our fourth. Yeah. Yeah. Peer pressure. Good friends. Yeah. Uh the story uh, they also showed some of the story mode, right. which is called Return of the Mammalians. <laughs> uh great. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Uh-huh. I'm horrified and intrigued. Same. Uh, and, uh, Callie and Marie and like, uh, Sergeant Squidman or, you know, whatever that squid with the beard is called. Yeah. Uh, they're all present in the story mode again. Yeah. They were hanging around. I appreciate that. But, uh, but yes, it's still just a 2022 game. We don't know when in 2022, I'm guessing that they will eventually like, it'll eventually be like a summer 2022 game. Sure. Like August, 2022. And that it will be very cool. I also predict that it will be very cool. And I do think that. Maybe it launched, maybe post-release, uh, some kind of twist on the Battle Royale formula mm-hmm. is still possible within Splatoon 3. I could see it. Yeah. I I was also kind of wondering if the facts... I, uh, they haven't shown us the Popstar duo, right? In Splatoon right. 1, it was Callie and Marie. In yes. Splatoon 2, it was Pearl and Marina. Um, since they have gone this long without showing us the Popstar duo, mm-hmm. I don't think it's Pearl and Marina again. No, me neither. Yeah, I think... I... Yeah, I think it will be a new duo, and I think it'll be, like, weird. Like, they're waiting to reveal that for a reason. Maybe one of them's a mammalian. 
Oh, no. <laughs> maybe because Marina's an octoling. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe, like... It'll be a squid and a mammalian. <laughs> which, which is weird because the mammalians are, like, just, like, just... Just spiky balls of hair with like arms and legs sticking out of them, as far as we know. Uh-huh. So it's weird to think of like, like a sexy mammalian as right. like one of the one of the new pop stars. It's like Candy Kong. It's like that. Level. Oh god. <laughs> oh boy. Splatoon three might be the death of the franchise, <laughs> or like a rebirth in the franchise in a horrifying way. Right? Yeah. It's like the Rosemary's Baby of uh, of Splatoon. What does that mean? <laughs> oh, Rosemary's Baby is a horror movie about a woman who becomes uh, pregnant with Satan's child. Oh, <laughs> and it's just about how horrifying her pregnancy is, basically. This, all right. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Cool info, my dude. <laughs> uh. So here's here's one of our biggest dunks of uh yep of the of the direct we said we said the project triangle strategy is obviously not going to be there. Right. They'll show that early next year or something. Yeah. It like, you know, cuz that's going to be like a fall 2022 release. They're not going to show it now. And uh, then yeah, it got a it got a big showcase yeah. uh, where they showed off a bunch of footage of the game. Mentioned that they took a bunch of feedback from the demo and added features, mm-hmm. uh, stuff like like better camera controls and yeah. like and some quality of life features, um, and uh, and then they gave it a release date, March fourth, twenty twenty two. Cool. That's that's pretty soon. Yeah, I guess it's like half a year from now, but that's sooner it's than still, I was expecting. Yeah, it feels soon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. You're looking forward to your 2022 game of the year? Oh, yeah, baby. Yeah. 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 And uh, my birthday is a month after that. That's that's true. Yeah. You're, you like I mean, get me a, an incredibly early birthday present. Yeah. Because otherwise yeah, I'm buying it at launch. Yeah, you're because you're not going to wait until <laughs> April 30th to buy that game. Uh, but hey, you know... Uh, yeah. <laughs> also, stop suggesting on air for people I'm, to buy you birthday I'm presents. I'm talking to you, Daniel, not you listening to this. Don't yeah. buy me anything, you. Daniel, buy me uh, fucking triangles. <laughs> I'm not going to buy you a birthday present in the, in the beginning of March. <laughs> oh, yeah. Also, it's just called Triangle Strategy now. Oh, yes. That's right. <laughs> yep. It's, they just drop projects. We we grow. Like, we yeah. collectively, like, just groan <laughs> when, when they're just like, Triangle Strategy. Like, right. Aw. Like... Cause we uh we said what like try try path strategy or, or something? something like that yeah which would have been better yeah like try path strategy would have been a better name <laughs> try- yeah it's that game is officially called triangle strategy yeah yep like and you know what in in three in two years we'll be talking about that game and it won't feel weird to say anymore that's true and then at that point they will do a new trailer for you know. Um, Project Hexagon Adventure, uh, <laughs> and we'll have this discussion all over again. Yeah, at that time. and it will be like this is worse than Triangle Strategy, <laughs> right? But honestly, right now, I'm gonna say that Triangle Strategy is worse. Yeah, 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 yeah. As a name, it's, it's certainly worse than Octopath Traveler, which wasn't very good. Yeah, as no. a name, it, you know, like I kind of like the name Octopath Traveler now. Okay, like, uh, <laughs> right, the grass is always greener on the other side yeah. of the shape. <laughs> 
And like, I, I don't know, like, at least I was like, oh, cool. Like, there are eight paths mm-hmm. and they're traveling. Like, like, <laughs> like triangle strategy. It's like, yeah, there's three stories and their strategy. I get it. But right. like th- three of something doesn't mean you have to use the word <laughs> triangle. <laughs> Uh, like, yeah, the tri-path was right there. Uh-huh. You could, like, you, like, it's clearly a sister project to Octopath Traveler. You could just, like, lay that in there, especially because there's literally three paths anyway. Uh-huh. No, uh, it's, it's bad. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to play that game and love it, but the name, oh, is, yeah. the name is bad. Yeah, the, the name's bad. The rest of it seems excellent and super up your alley. Oh, and really, man. if just the name of a game is bad, then that's fine. True. That's fine. Unless the game's called like Trump was right or oh, something, yeah. and and then like the gameplay is completely unrelated. It's just a really wholesome and fun like platformer. Right. But but they're just like oh gotta <laughs> gotta gotta boot up Trump is right and get right, yeah. all the heart crystals. Right. Well well guys, unfortunately, my number one game of the year for twenty twenty seven is Trump <laughs> was right. <laughs> uh yeah in that case like that might be a weird deal breaker yeah. but yeah but if the game's called triangle strategy and it's a very good game that's fine yeah that's fuck old... donald trump also, <laughs> yeah by, yeah by obviously the stop like stop giving him media coverage yep he doesn't need it <laughs> remember when he made a blog and he then he got rid of it because nobody read it <laughs> After his presidency, that should have been the end of his public uh, uh, sphere of influence. I I don't remember that, which feels like a sign. So, so like, he got kicked off of social media, so then he was like, I'll put a blog on my website, and the first post got a lot of people reading it, and then, like, every subsequent post, like, nobody read it, and then he just (laughs) quietly, like, removed the whole thing from his website. (laughs) Because it was hurting his fucking brand. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Yeah, that, oh, man. Anyway, let's talk about video games instead. Yeah, I'd love to. Great. Um, so uh, we said that Breath of the Wild sequel would not be there. Correct. Yes. Uh, Why'd you say correct like that? I don't know. <laughs> um, Detective Pikachu 2. We we are concerned that Detective Pikachu 2 may no longer exist. <laughs> right. Although Sean said it would be the one more thing before realizing it wasn't at the Pokemon Presents five minutes prior. I just say shit. <laughs> Uh, and we, all, was... we all know that. You, it... you people listening, you know that. You know what I'm about. You know the energy that I bring to this podcast. I say shit. Have some accountability for your actions. No. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and yeah, it, it wasn't there. I do I do think that that project may have been quietly shelved, <laughs> just like the the Pokemon the Detective Pikachu movie sequel may have been quietly shelved. Uh, yeah, yeah, which is a bummer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like that movie wasn't good, but I d- would watch more. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you know, like, on it's funny. Uh, I feel like I feel like out of the gamers that watch video game movie crowd, I'm in the minority on this. Mm-hmm. But I thought Detective Pikachu was a better movie than the Sonic movie. Um, and yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, like uh, the Sonic movie didn't work on so many levels. Yeah, yeah like. <laughs> the the sonic movie had had a fun cast that that brought uh, a lot of good energy into yes. the movie right uh specifically ben schwartz was perfect for the voice of sonic yes uh jim carrey is a great pick 
for Eggman and like uh you know there there were some cute moments in that but like I and anyone that really loved that movie and and doesn't mind me ruining it for them I I just implore you if you ever do a second watch through just pay a lot of attention to the script and nothing else <laughs> not like how fun the animations are uh-huh. for Sonic not like just Jim Carrey chewing up scenery. Right. Uh, not how, like, cool some of the CG actually does manage to look. Mm-hmm. Just listen to the lines <laughs> and the dialogue and, like, and the the character development. Yeah, like, and, consider the pace of the story yeah. and how they tried to tie everything together. Yeah. Yeah, just, like, pay attention to that now that, like, the high is worn off from, like, <laughs> from like them listening to feedback about Sonic's bad initial design. Right. Right. Like I, I think, I think the goodwill they got from that is a big part yes. of the positive reception of that movie. Um, like, no, that, that was an accidental PR genius thing. It really was yeah. like that. The, the, yeah. That worked out for them so well, uh-huh. just doing such a bad job initially and then doing a good job. Yeah, Like Machiavelli would not have thought of that plan. <laughs> you know, it's incredible. Yeah. Uh, like yeah, like just, uh, just just put that to the side. I just pay attention to how that movie's written, um, and uh, and I I wonder, <laughs> I wonder how you'll feel when you're done. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Because like I, you know, I I'm very analytical when I watch movies. Yes. Uh, even even movies that like, uh, like even movies that I love. I I I analyze those movies, and I kind of love one thing I enjoy doing is picking apart how it worked, how it didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, you know, like anybody some... who's ever asked him about a goofy movie knows that very well. Exactly. Like sometimes like, n- like noticing like the few flaws that one of my favorite movies has makes me appreciate the things that did right even more, you know, sure. like, yeah, like me, me picking movie part and analyzing it is a sign of affection for that, for that property. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the time, but also unfortunately when, uh, when a very lazily written popcorn movie like Sonic the Hedgehog comes out and everyone's like, it was great. I'm like, I'm, I'm glad you think so guys. <laughs> uh, I'm happy for you. I, I, wish I, I, could... I say this with lots of love and affection for you. You have ruined movies for me before. <laughs> Which ones? <laughs> uh, I, I'm honestly struggling to think of examples, but you know, I'm sure like some Marvel movies and stuff. Oh you yeah, know. sure. Yeah. Like um, I, I don't doubt that I have. Yeah. I'm yeah, just, yeah. I'm just really curious to know, like, <laughs> To, to have have an example. Okay, well, maybe, maybe I'll, I'll think about it and we can cover it in corrections or something. Okay, sure. Sean remembered the movies that Daniel ruined for him. <laughs> yeah. Also, I'm sorry. That, that's I, okay. don't, I don't do that no, on no, purpose. No, 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 yeah. I, I sincerely, you know, I, I know that there's no malicious intent whatsoever <laughs> and that you are just engaging with media in a way that you enjoy. Right, yeah. Um, but every now and again, we'll watch the same thing and I'll be like, oh man, that was great. And you'll be like, but was it really? And I'll be like, ah, oh, shit, here we go. <laughs> <I'm sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am. Uh... <laughs> I am sorry. Thank you. You do for, not have to apologize. They, thank you for continuing to be my friend and, and engage <laughs> in media with me. No problem. <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah, I don't think I think the Dykes of Pikachu may be dead, and that's a bummer. Um, <laughs> uh, we predicted that there be no Metroid Prime Four coverage until Metroid Dread until after Metroid yeah. Dread is out, and we're correct thus far, and we only really have another month to be not correct, <laughs> right? 
Uh, so unless they do like a, hey, we're going to do a Metroid Prime 4 Direct before Metroid Dread comes out. Yeah, you know. we, we have like two weeks to not be correct. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think I think we nailed that one. Yeah, I think we're going to be okay. Uh, but here's one that we didn't nail. Uh, we said that Bayonetta 3 would not be present. And we said it very matter of fact. It's like, oh, right. yeah, like uh, they're just working on the game very slowly. It's still ob- like... We did say that it's still definitely in development. They're still working on it. That game will come out. It's not quietly canceled or anything. Right. It just will not show up here. It will show up, like, maybe maybe it'll show up in 2022 with a 2023 release date. Yeah. That's what we were saying. Boy, were we wrong. Yeah. that It was the closing reveal of the Direct. Yeah. Uh, it's actually funny, like, it kind of opened with, like, what felt like an astral chain to fake out uh-huh. like the dog from astral chain was like barking <laughs> at a bunch of like creatures that had kind of like astral chainy designs, uh-huh. a bunch of police officers like file in to fight the beast. And right. you know, like astral chain is about robot cops basically. Yeah. I think, I, I think so too. And and then the, one of the beasts gets like hit with something and right. then Bayonetta shows up. And then a Bayonetta 3 trailer happens. And that, that looks like a very cool, very fun Bayonetta game. Yeah. Now, to your credit, I will say that, like, that trailer w- was running for, like, two seconds. And then you saw something and you were like, oh, it's Bayonetta. Yeah. And I to- was sitting there like, what the f- are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. I, what I saw was a billboard with the word Platinum on it. Right. Uh, and I'm like, oh, Platinum's making this game. What what Switch games are they working on? It's Bayonetta. Uh-huh. To be fair, I also did... um. There were a couple of, like, accidental Nintendo website leaks mm. uh, before the Direct. One of them was that they quietly changed the release date for Bayonetta to 2022. Okay. Um. So, like, so like I saw Platinum. I remembered that. Right. Uh, and then I said, oh, Bayonetta 3. Like, that. so that's why that happened. Okay. So, I yeah, that, like, sometimes I... I have weird moments of video game <laughs> trailer clairvoyance. Sure, sure. I, I, I do want to strut myself when it comes to that. I feel like I had enough outside information to, to make that call this okay. time. Yeah. Uh, I will, for once, I, I will refrain from tooting my own horn. <laughs> for once. For <laughs> once. Um, but yeah, the, the trailer was really dope. Like, yeah. I still have yet to play a Bayonetta game. Same. Uh, this looks very fun. Yes. Uh, one thing I thought was very interesting is that uh, one mechanic it showed off was like uh, uh, was like Bayonetta kind of allying with big creatures. Yeah. And then sort of like being able to uh, like fight alongside them and influence like the kaiju battle and so yeah, she's ways. sort of like dancing to control them. It seemed like yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is really interesting. Because the I saw that mechanic and I was instantly reminded of uh of a canceled Platinum Games title called Scalebound. Right. That was going to come out for the Xbox One and then uh and then was canceled. Yeah. But that involved like uh like basically like a bunch of characters with like dragons as like sidekicks basically mm-hmm. and you could like kind of press buttons to like direct the dragons to do things while you fought alongside them right uh they were like well that game's canceled well we put in bayonetta <laughs> sure and it works in yeah. a, in a in a cool and weird way um, no it was an exciting part of the trailer for sure yeah one thing that's kind of a bummer is that Bayonetta's voice actress is different. Yeah. Even as someone that hasn't played the Bayonetta games, I feel that her voice actress in the first two games is kind of iconic. Yes. Um, we kind of had an indicator this was happening already. Uh, 
because like uh her original voice actress like a month ago or like mm-hmm. a few weeks ago tweeted something about Bayonetta. Someone replied like, "Oh, I love your Bayonetta voice. I hope to uh, my world would be shattered if if you <laughs> stopped being the voice of Bayonetta or something, uh-huh. right?" And uh and like she just responded something like, "I would manage your expectations now." Ooh. Right? right? And and people were like, "Uh, <laughs> can, can you elaborate?" And she's like, "No, I'm legally not allowed to." <laughs> okay. Yeah, she she was basically like, "I have signed an NDA that allow that like prohibits yeah. me from talking more about this." Um Ooh. and I think that's interesting for a couple of reasons. Mm-hmm. Um uh one of the reasons I think that's interesting is because if you've been let go from a project, you usually do not like, like, especially like the way that video game companies cast things. Yeah. What they usually do is they just recast you and don't let you know. Mm-hmm. And you are, you don't sign anything that tells you that you can't talk about that. Sure. Right. And even if they like, even if they let you know, like, uh, like having you sign an NDA that says you are not, <laughs> like that you have been fired basically yeah. that's weird that's not normal yeah 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 uh yeah because yeah you like you know even fucking disney right dave bautista will be like oh yeah they didn't ask me to be right they didn't ask me to be drax in this uh in this marvel cartoon and that's why i wasn't in it right like he's able to freely talk about that but bayonetta's actress is not yeah that's weird um so i i've seen a lot of fan theories that are basically like uh, the Bayonetta in Bayonetta 3 is not the real Bayonetta. She is an alternate, like, like Bayonetta's lore is already so trippy and <laughs> messed up that uh, that this could easily be an alternate reality version of Bayonetta with a different voice. The real Bayonetta will show up later in the game and she will be voiced by the original voice actress. Okay. And usually I'd be like, boy, that's a conspiracy theory. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> But since this is a Platinum Games game, sure, uh, I think they might be onto something, right? Like, I, okay. I think, I, I think hearing like a theory that messy, I think there are three properties where I, uh, where I would not be like, uh, I think you guys are grasping. Sure, uh, those properties are Metal Gear, <laughs> like really anything with Kojima, anything yeah, yeah. Kojima related. I'd be like, uh, that does sound like something Kojima would do. Uh huh. Um. I uh I already lost one of them, but it was really good. Okay. Uh, oh, uh, any Yoko Taro project? Oh, true. Uh, and and Bayonetta. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, like I would not be surprised if like the reason she signed an NDA is because she is still in the game in some capacity. She's just not allowed to talk about why she's not Bayonetta specifically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that that'd be uh that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. One one weird element to that is that like. The new Bayonetta voice actress is clearly trying to sound like Bayonetta a mm-hmm. lot, uh, instead of like a new and different character. Sure. So I, I think there's also a chance that they are grasping at straws, and this is nothing. Okay. Yeah. We'll find out. I do hope for Bayonetta fans that her voice actress is back. Yeah. Yeah, but that was um, that was that was our second chunk of predictions. All Ooh. the, all all the stuff that we already knew about. Right. Then we talked about potential new announcements. We had a bunch of first-party port. Well, we only had a couple, really. We didn't think Xenoblade Chronicles X would be there. Right. We did not think that uh, the that uh, Star Fox Zero would be there this time, and we didn't think that Metroid Prime Trilogy would be there mm-hmm. uh, because they'll save Metroid Prime Trilogy for after Metroid Dread. Sure. After Metroid Dread, before Metroid Prime 4. Uh, right, right. We did predict uh, 
an HD remaster of either Path of Radiance or Radiant Dawn right. from Fire Realm or both. That was not present, and actually there were no first-party ports shown this time. Right. Yeah. I predicted that uh, Buddy Mission Bond, uh, a currently uh, Japan-only Nintendo-published title, right. uh, would get a localization announcement for early next year. Nope. Uh, nope, not there at all. I I do think it'll show up eventually. Okay. It's just very weird for Nintendo to not localize a game they publish. Sure. In this era. Yeah. That it doesn't mean they, it doesn't mean they absolutely will. It, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean there won't be just that game that they never localize. But I, I think we'll see it eventually. All right. Uh, we predicted that maybe there'd be a new mainline curve. Game. Yeah. Uh, what I said specifically is that I'm not sure if it'll get announced at this direct, but I do think that it will be out on shelves by this time next year. Mm-hmm. Whether it gets revealed at this direct for a winter or spring 22 release. Yeah. Uh, whether it gets revealed in a you know in a quarter one 2022 direct for a spring or summer 2022 release. Sure. I did think that Kirby would come soon, but uh. Anyway. <laughs> Kirby. Yeah. Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Yeah. Got revealed. Yeah. Uh, in, a <laughs> in a very, like, in in a wild trailer. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, and it was a very slow burn to the Kirby reveal. Right. No, we were just, we were both just sitting there, like, calling out the different games that it could be. Yeah. yeah and right. none of, neither of us guessed Kirby. Yeah. I was like, oh, Splatoon. Right. Donkey Kong? <laughs> And then, like, we see fucking Kirby. I'm like, Kirby! Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, oh, man. Kirby in the Forgotten Land looks very cool. I'm excited. So, I'm excited because, like, for a long time, it kind of felt like every Kirby game was just the same game again. It, yes, you know? yeah. It, yeah. And, I, I think Kirby Star Allies was the same game in a very cool and fun way. Yes. Uh, it, was, it was a really nice experience to share with Lee. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, uh, like a three D action adventure Kirby, yes, that takes place on like a post apocalyptic Earth, maybe. Yeah, that I mean, that's a wild whole package. You yeah, know? like like Lee and I were saying, there's uh, there's this uh, there's this weird like roguelike RPG called Zonky Zero, right? Made by Spike Chunsoft, uh. Like yeah, that trailer did have Zonky Zero energy. Yeah, now that I'm the, thinking the, about it. it. It looks it looks like Kirby's in the setting of Zonky Zero. <laughs> yeah, like like the the buildings with vines growing all over uh-huh. it, and kind of kind of even the same like color palette. It was very strange. Yeah, but yeah, that it it looks yeah it looks like a really innovative and and creative new Kirby game. You know, like yeah, yeah just uh, it seems like it already feels like a very cool translation of Kirby into into a 3d game yeah from the gameplay that we could see of it you know i mean it, it looks like kirby but in 3d which yeah. is great yeah um kind of uh kind of most similar to like super mario 3d world yes. where like there's some like there's some 3d exploration it looks like sometimes it's more 2.5d than 3d mm-hmm. but they were showing like a boss fight that was fully in 3d yeah. that was cool yeah, yeah that was cool yeah and like and it showed like kirby using his powers to like explore different parts of the environment mm-hmm. like you know using like his his electricity his spark power to turn on a power grid and stuff um yeah 
Yeah. I love stuff like that in Kirby games. You have yeah. to have like a particular power to do this or that. Yeah, and, and do and doing that in a game that might have like actual like you know, like open world ish exploration. Uh-huh. I think it'll there'll be restrictions, obviously. Yeah, like I uh, don't think this is gonna be Metroidvania Kirby. Yeah. But it'd be cool if it was. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm 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 excited for this game. Me too. Uh, it, it was. It's v- the most excited I've been about a Kirby game in a long time. Yeah, it's it was a very pleasant surprise. Yes. Uh, even if, <laughs> like, even though I did kind of predict a mainline Kirby game, I would not have predicted this mainline Kirby. Game. Yeah, exactly. I just figured it would be like Kirby and the Frog Horn, and it's just like another two D Kirby game where he has a frog friend who plays the horn. Yeah. You know. And you can like press a button for the frog to play the horn, and yeah. like it opens up new. <laughs> right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, it's like they, <laughs> for some reason, they don't even make it a power. Yeah. It's just literally a frog, and you know, you press a button, he goes like, dur, dur, and then a door opens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm glad it wasn't that. Yeah, yeah. No, th- this was this was a little cooler. Yes, just a little bit cooler, <laughs> just a smidge. Yeah, spring 2022. Nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Me too. I said Good Feels Ninja Game might be there. Maybe I should stop guessing the Good Feels Ninja Game will be. Maybe. I, like, I think I think it will come out for the Switch eventually. I just mm-hmm. have no idea when. Sure, no. It's, it's like uh, always using the same numbers when you buy a lottery ticket. Right, yeah. Know? Once I stop. <laughs> right, then that's when it'll happen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, those were the small announcements we predicted. And then the bigger first party announcements... Uh, that Xenoblade Chronicles 3 would be announced and that it would get a 2022 release date. Yep. Not present in any capacity no. at all. Nope, nope, nope. Um, and uh, a third-party collaboration using first-party IP, a thing that we love to predict. Mm-hmm. This time we said maybe a Fire Emblem Fighter by the Pokken team. Maybe Sin and Punishment 3 from Platinum Games or Iron Galaxy. Platinum Games is busy. Yes. Uh, and... Uh, I don't think we got some scrolling through. Sure. Yeah. No, uh, yeah. No, no first party, third party collaborations this time. Okay. Uh, but you know, I think they'll continue to happen. We got, we got advanced wars, uh, from way forward last time. So, you know, they're still doing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and those were all our first party predictions. Uh, Um, Right. I, you know, I think we, we got, a decent amount of those right or at least we were like adjacent to a decent amount of them, <laughs> right, right? Yeah. like we were on the right track even uh-huh. if we didn't get like it a hundred percent right yeah like there were definitely some like you know broadly we were correct but all the details were wrong yeah like there, we did that a couple times we did yeah uh, we didn't nail anything like as on the head as that one metroid dread prediction <laughs> i did before <laughs> right yes yeah. but uh but i guess i can't do that every time yeah. So uh, we did some third-party predictions. Right. Um, so we predicted some showcases of announced titles, um, like maybe a Shadow Wrap of Temtem did not happen. Digimon Survive finally resurfacing? No, mm. it did not. And once I realized that it didn't, I, I was very sad. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a shame. And uh, and some more Shin Megami Tensei Five, which is technically correct. They showed it in a reel, right? And they and they in the reel they mentioned that pre-orders start today. Okay, pre-orders available today. But uh, other than that, like it didn't get a showcase like I thought it would. Right. Like no big. Um, in terms of ports, uh, all all we really uh agreed on is that there would be some kind of like Square Enix deep cut, right? Because uh, because that seems to happen at every direct. <laughs> um, 
some kind of yeah some kind of weird Square Enix port or remaster, uh, but not the Final Fantasy Pixel remasters because those will end up on the Switch avail- eventually, I think, but not until next year. Right. And then Act Razor <laughs> Renaissance. Yeah, I mean, this was a broad prediction, but it was nailed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Shadow dropped. Yeah. Uh, on the day of the direct, it's a, uh, it's it's a very nice looking remake of Act Razor. Yes. Like uh, they they don't seem to have like overhauled the gameplay really, but they seem to have added some quality of life stuff. Mm-hmm. They completely overhauled the visuals. It looks great. It looks really good. It looks really cool. Yeah. What's funny is the thing I'm most excited about is that in the original game, the soundtrack was composed by Yuzo Koshiro. Yes. The Streets uh, of Rage guy. Yeah, the Streets of Rage guy. Uh, who, who I follow on Twitter, and he makes English Twitter posts about music production constantly. Oh. And it's like, every time, it's like someone is injecting cocaine into my forearm. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I'm getting insights from some from the person who may be shaped my taste in music and my compositional style more than any person <laughs> on planet Earth. This <laughs> kicks ass. Uh, so he... um. He came back and rearranged all the music for the remake. Yeah, and based on the trailer, it sounds great. Yeah, and then on top of that, he just added 15 new tracks <laughs> to the game. Love that. Yeah, uh, that's that's fantastic. Yeah. I think it's like 30 bucks. Great. Yeah, like, I'm, no, I'm totally picking that up. Like, next paycheck, I'm picking that up, man. Nice. I'm, I'm playing Act Razor Renaissance. I'm, I'm excited to see what you think. Cool. That's, yeah, that's pretty cool. And yeah, that that was the that's the weird Square Enix port, like <laughs> m- like more more of a remake than a remaster of port, but I I think it still kind of counts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they brought back a de- uh, a weird deep cut. It happened. Yeah. Um. Uh. And then a couple of third party announcements that we predicted. One was Ace Attorney Seven. No. Yeah. Uh, and then one that I r- was really insistent on, uh, Sean Sean fought me on this a bit. Yeah, was that Delta Rune Chapter Two would shadow drop uh, for the Switch on the day of the direct, right? Um, and I I guess to be a bit more clear, I thought it would also be kind of the shadow drop of the game in general, right? Uh, I gave a lot of reasonings that this would happen, like uh, like Nintendo and Toby collaborating a lot. I think Toby would really like to be. Uh, in a direct and to shadow drop his game in a direct. Uh, Sean had some counterpoints, like uh, like he just didn't think the game would come out around then because he didn't think it was that far along. Yeah. And also, like, Toby likes to kind of release things at his own pace. Right, he's very uh, independently minded and kind of does whatever he wants. Yeah, he kind of does whatever he wants. Uh, and uh, I predicted that this shadow drop would happen between September 14th and September 16th. Mm-hmm. So... This week rolls around. The week of September 14th rolls around. There is no Nintendo Direct. Right. But on September 15th, Toby Fox, uh, represented by a cardboard cutout of a dog <laughs> with speech to talk, uh-huh. is joined by three friends of his, I think, three, three dads, uh, <laughs> to stream a playthrough of the first chapter of Delta room. Right. Um, they play through it. It takes a few hours. Uh, the dads leave the room. The cardboard cutout of the dog is left alone in the room. Uh, and then as the credits roll, replay chapter one and continue to chapter two are shown as menu <laughs> options. The dog, the cardboard cutout of the dog starts to slowly move. <laughs> 
towards the controller. <laughs> like, you know, he's like, right. Right. Like he, he just like nudges over like a slight bit. And then, like, he moves, like, half an inch again. And then suddenly, like, the dog just starts, like, wiggling and, like, 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 just wiggles over the controller. And then, like, while it's on top of the controller, like, uh, the the cursor goes down to continue chapter two. Mm-hmm. Then back up to restart chapter one. <laughs> then, like, boop, 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 And then finally, the dog, like, jumps on the controller and, uh, and the first, like, five minutes of chapter two, uh like play before uh before Chris and Susie like jump into a door and right. uh and it says uh Deltarune chapter two uh coming to PC and Mac September seventeenth. Uh I didn't watch any of this, so this is a fascinating retelling. <laughs> I, I hope I hope I was able to kind of Oh it was it was very good. Okay, thank yeah. you, thank you. Uh so uh so at that point um it seemed as though my prediction about the direct was obviously fully incorrect sure but i almost got <laughs> i almost got the time frame exactly right yeah like the reveal happened between september 14th and september 16th like literally yeah and then it wasn't a shadow drop but the game came out two days later one day after that window that i gave that what that was impressive yeah, yeah. um and uh and then uh and then sean started playing the game on youtube i did uh uh gloated in the comments about me being wrong i mean i did not gloat in the co- i, I <laughs> okay so com- what was the no, word no, no. again okay no 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 hey 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 stop listen 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 one of my one of the people who graciously follow my channel uh-huh. said i don't know why daniel predicted yeah. uh, that this was going to come out for the switch and i said well, you know, I, I can see the reasoning behind it, but I do feel kind of vindicated. <laughs> That's not gloating. Oh, how can you possibly describe Oh, yes, gloating? how gracious of you. I, I, I see where Daniel was coming from, but I, I do feel quite vindicated. I don't think you said a little vindicated. I think you said, I feel quite vindicated. I can tell you exactly what I said. All right, yeah, yeah, I'm pull it up. YouTube pull it up. Right pull it up. <laughs> and going to the yeah, first pull, video of my pull, Let's Play pull series. Pull it up. I am. I will. <laughs> All right. All right. There's a possibility you said a little vindicated, but I think you might have said quite. Well, uh, here we go. All right. Let's see. So the Tiz said, he's back. Dude, did not understand why Daniel thought this would be announced and released on Switch first. And I said, I can understand where he was coming from with Toby Fox having contributed music to Pokemon and etc. But I do feel vindicated. Smile <laughs> with sweat drop emoji. <laughs> okay. So not a little and not quite and then Just you vindicated. and then you said if i <laughs> yes. can if i oh, can yeah, yeah, go, here, yeah, yeah, if you, yeah then you said on the other hand i did get the time window almost exactly right mister i think this is quite a ways off from releasing i did say it with that exact voice yeah yeah on the other hand <laughs> i do think <laughs> uh yeah uh, so if anybody was uh, was uh, making a big deal out of it mister mister sarcasm quotes <laughs> i think it was you I didn't say big deal. I just said you gloated, which I I feel you 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 did you did it in a graceful way, but there was there was some gloating. Sure. Yeah. And uh, I think that it was fine for me to gloat because you were completely off base with your prediction that it would release for the Switch. But here's here, here's here's the thing. I didn't say I didn't say the Switch first. I said it would release for all platforms on the same day. Mm-hmm. I said it would release for all platforms on the same day. Nintendo would just get 
the announcement. Right. Right? Uh, so anyway, <laughs> uh, fast forward to Thursday, September 23rd. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Deltarune Shadow drops on the Switch. Uh, and it gets the... It got to be the exclusive reveal for the console version of the game. Right. Now, I, I, will, I will say... I. I will be straight up. That's that's obviously not what I fully meant. Yeah. Right. I I thought it would, I thought that would be the the shadow like I thought that would be the first announcement for Deltarune. Period. Mm-hmm. Not just the console version of the game. Uh, but I do think it's interesting that I was technically right. <laughs> like it what like what I had said. Deltarune Chapter Two will shadow drop. Uh, at the Nintendo Direct. Yeah. And that and- th- that actually like that did happen. They showed a trailer. Uh, where. <laughs> Uh, where a guy in a dog suit bursts through a wall, right? Uh, and and then they show footage from the game, and then uh, they say, you know, available today. Fun fact: uh, that person in the dog suit was actually Toby Fox. That that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, he he revealed that later in a tweet that it, that was him dancing around in <laughs> in the fucking dog suit. No, you know, I mean, you like you nailed the release date. Yeah. And that's very impressive. I was sure that, you know, Toby Fox was just like having trouble and was not going to release the chapter this soon. Yeah. So and one thing I think is very interesting actually is that like the console version of like you'd think that if only the PC version of the game launched, yeah, that the console version would be a ways off, right? Mm-hmm. Like when that happened I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm I was I'm I'm probably I'm probably wrong, you know." Right. Like I'm probably I might be wrong about it showing up at the direct at all. And then it showed up yeah, at the direct a week later uh and shadow dropped. Like like it's interesting that a uh he didn't just shadow drop it for every platform uh-huh. on the 17th. Or B, he didn't wait a week to to do the Nintendo Direct reveal. Yeah, like like either or. Uh, so I I have a couple weird theories about that. Okay. Uh, one uh, one thing, not, I I think neither of us really accounted for enough mm. how much Toby Fox loves the anniversary of Undertale's release. Mm. He does something for Undertale's anniversary every single year. Sure. One of those years, he released Chapter One of Under of Deltarune. Okay. Yeah, um, and other years he's done stuff like, you know, bonus bits of character dialogue right. or, like, shown, like, some dev diary-style stuff sure. or even just, like, done, like, a big blog post going into full detail about the progress of the game, that kind yeah. of thing. Like, there's always an update of some kind on Undertale anniversaries mm-hmm. on September 15th. Okay. And I didn't even account for that. So, A, like, he announced it for two days later... Instead of just shadow dropping it on the fifteenth, yeah, that makes me feel like oh he's like he needs that extra two days to to like crunch to get some stuff done. Okay, right. So therefore, maybe he actually did need that extra week to just like finalize the ports. Also, sure. uh, but also I think there's a chance that there was a point where the Nintendo Direct was going to happen like on or around undertale's anniversary nintendo delayed it Mm -hmm. and toby decided not to wait to launch the pc version okay yeah but yeah the fact that those those things happened very close to each other i think is interesting it is interesting yeah that's true yeah yeah and obviously those are all hunches i have nothing i have no proof to back all that up right yeah yeah. 
Yeah. I do think it was funny, like, how correct I ended up being, like, very technically. Mm-hmm. But, you know, uh, there there was there was some intent in my words <laughs> that did not come true. Okay. Yeah. Deltrude Chapter 2 is good, though. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm not done with it. Uh, yeah. But, you know, I'm, uh, I don't know, I'm a portion of the way through, and I'm having a really good time. Yeah, you're, you're playing it on your YouTube channel, like I I am. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You can go to uh, ReChief on YouTube. That's me. Yeah. And uh, I am indeed playing Deltrude Chapter 2 uh, as we speak. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Not Lee... literally as we speak. Yeah. That'd, Lee... that'd be incredible. Yeah, Lee and I beat it as quickly as we possibly <laughs> yes. could. Yes. Uh, even though uh, my computer died, yeah. Uh, so we had to like finag- like basically we're like, okay, will this run on Lee's laptop? Right. And and it did not amazingly, but well enough <laughs> for us to play through the rest of the chapter. Yeah. Um. And like, yeah, I I had a really great time. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think that like I up to a certain point I was like, you know, this is this is fun, but it's not. Uh, I, I don't feel as excited about it as I did feel about the you know the first Undertale when I started getting to that or yeah. Delta Chapter One, but then I I did I reached a point actually in my last playthrough I was like okay I'm having a good time I'm having a real good time <laughs> like what's happening so yeah I'm looking forward to playing the rest of the game nice nice uh yeah I I'm still looking forward to us eventually doing like a postmortem on all the Undertale slash Deltarune you've played. Yep. Yeah, it it feels like cool once, when we do that. It feels like once you've beaten Deltarune Chapter 2 <laughs> will be a good time to do that. Okay. We'll see if that works out for our schedules. Sure. But I'd, it, that would be nice. I'd like that. Me too. Anyway, that's all the stuff we predicted that wasn't Smash related. Yeah. Uh, here's the cool stuff that we didn't predict. Yeah. Uh, Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. Yeah. An expansion for Monster Hunter Rise is coming out summer 2022. Yeah, we have basically no information about it yet. Besides, like, I'm... a weird werewolf monster. True. Yeah. Uh, but I'm still excited. Yeah. Uh, Voice of Cards, a card-based RPG from Yoko Taro. This looks so fucking cool. Yeah. No, like... <laughs> Someone in our Discord said, like, I was kind of <laughs> bored by this. I checked out for this reveal. But in the back of my head, I went, Daniel and Sean are going to go nuts. And they were absolutely correct. Yeah, they were 100% right. Oh, yeah. Uh, this this is this is in both Sean and I's wheelhouse for, like, different reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, it's like, uh, it's like the, like... Everything is like card related, like the maps made of cards, and like you play cards to like make decisions and and do things in battle, and like, uh, yeah, it it looks it looks neat. It looks really great. Um, a demo for it's coming out October, uh, twenty eighth, but a demo for it shadow dropped. Yes, I haven't played it yet, but I do want to. Me neither. Uh, I'm really excited to play it. Uh, I have it downloaded. I haven't gotten around to playing it just yet. It's it's been like a weirdly busy week for us. Like uh like a lot of real life stuff has like popped up that we've had to like yeah. tend to in between like podcast things, but uh, I am pumped to play Voice of Cards. Me too. Uh, by the way, it was Unsaxon51 on our Discord. Yes. Who said, I zoned out pretty quick on that one, but in the back of my head, I was definitely thinking, this is going to be a hit on AST. <laughs> and you were absolutely right on Saxon51. Yeah. Well done. Yes. Uh, and if you want to get on our Discord, it's it's a gift that we... <laughs> no, I'm going to reword that. Uh <laughs> 
we offer Discord access to anyone that backs us on our Patreon at patreon.com slash group. Yes. For as little as $5, you too can chitty chat with us in Discord land. Anyway, another cool Square Enix <laughs> announcement that happened. Square Enix was kind of killing it at, yes. this, at this direct. With all, all with weird shit. Yes, uh, that's true. Speaking of... They announced Chocobo GP, yeah, a sequel to the PlayStation One game Chocobo <laughs> Racing. They uh, sure did. And God, I I loved that game, and mm-hmm. this game also seems like delightful. Like, yeah, no, it looks very charming. Yeah, just very very cute aesthetic. Uh, if you stop parts of the video, you can see that Vivi and Steiner from Final Fantasy IX are playable characters. Excellent. Yeah, yeah, it's it just looks like kind of. Mario Kart, but with some Final Fantasy twists, uh-huh. like you can upgrade power ups, uh, by like getting the same power up multiple times in a row. Yes, uh, which is also a Diddy Kong Racing thing. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh, and yeah, I'm 2022. I'm I'm pumped. I'm getting that yeah, game. No, it looks great. Yeah, fucking adorable. Uh, <laughs> so over the PlayStation event uh, that happened recently, mm-hmm. they announced uh. They announced a remake of Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Right. Uh, built for the PS5. Yeah. Uh, on Direct Day, we got a straight port of the original Knights yeah. of the Old Republic. That's uh, it's coming November 11th. We know the cool new version is coming, but if you want to play the old version, which feels old and felt <laughs> old like 10 years ago, you can on the Switch. <laughs> Lee's planning on getting it. Well, good for Lee. I yeah. hope they enjoy it. Yeah, I, I think they will. Uh and, and I might get it also. Okay. Um, I might wait for the remake. Maybe I'll just like kind of watch Lee play, play parts. Sure. Of the of the port and yeah. then play the remake. But yeah. Uh, speaking of port, Shadowrun trilogy, a packaged uh trilogy of Shadowrun Returns, right? Shadowrun Dragonfall and Shadowrun Hong Kong, mm-hmm. uh, all in one little package. Cool for the Switch. Yeah, that's neat. Yeah. Shadowrun Returns is one of a few games that I backed on Kickstarter and then never played. So yeah, I cool. For, yeah, I I think at this point I have all the Shadowrun Return games on Steam. <laughs> I think I played like thirty minutes of either Dragonfall or Hong Kong. Yeah, um, and and then like died and never went back. Yeah, CR or uh, uh, you know uh, Western RPGs kind of in in the style of Baldur's Gate aren't really my thing. Yeah. Vaguely speaking of, uh, Disco Elysium Switch version also got like a little showcase and a release date and stuff. Yes. Yeah. October 12th right. of this year. Um, <laughs> and like, that, that'll be a nice opportunity to finally play that game. It's funny, we were watching it and I think Lee put it really well when they said uh, something along the lines of everything about Disco Elysium Every aspect of that game is something I would really enjoy in an RPG, and yet it's really hard for me to get excited about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I kind, yeah, I, I kind of agree with that. It's funny. Like, I got to play an early build of that game at like a, like a game event, right? And I played like an hour of Disco Elysium, and I had a really good time. And I haven't like bought the actual game yet. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's weird. It. Some, yeah, some, something about it. But I, 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 I feel like maybe inevitably I'll end up playing it. Yeah. Yeah. But who knows when. <laughs> but speaking of ports that I definitely do want to pick up, mm-hmm. the Castlevania Advance Collection. Yes. Shadow Dropped. It includes the three Game Boy Advance Castlevania games, mm-hmm. Circle of the Moon, 
Harmony of Dissonance, and Aria of Sorrow. Yes. Along with uh, Dracula X, which was for like the Turbo Graphics or something. Something like that. Uh, those four games, along with like you know like gallery modes and like rewind features and all that cool stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just plopped on to the Switch on Direct Day mm-hmm. uh, for twenty bucks. Great price. Yeah, that's outstanding. Far better than I would have expected from Konami. Yeah, like that's man, like those those are some of like the best Castlevania games to mm-hmm. come out. And uh, I mean, even if you consider that, like, I don't care about Dracula X. Right. You know, functionally getting, like, the three GBA games for $6.66. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. Go good shit. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, with, with Dracula X lumped in there, you get them for 5 bucks a pop, basically. Exactly. Uh, and, like, when they released those games on the Game Boy Advance Virtual Console on the Wii U, they were 8 bucks a pop. Mm-hmm. So, like, that that's that's value, baby. It really is. Yeah. Yeah, haven't uh, haven't gotten it, haven't actually bought it yet, but I'll probably feel bad about myself if I don't get it soon. <laughs> and then Konami continues to not do New Castlevania things. Yeah. So yeah, I'll... that's inevitable. Yeah. I mean, you know, getting it is inevitable. Not <laughs> not Konami never doing Castlevania things again. <laughs> hopefully, that's not inevitable. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Um, uh, arcade archives ports of Pac-Man and Zevia Shadow Drop. That's kind of neat. Yeah, cool. You can play the original arcade version of Pac-Man on your Switch now. That's nice. For like eight bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I always really appreciate the arcade archives project. Yeah. They released too many of them for me to buy them all, <laughs> but like, I really just love like their kind of their goal of preserving all these arcade games yes. onto a modern day platform. That is a nice like, goal. Thank you, hamster. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Rune Factory 5's release date is March 22, 2022. They just kind of dropped that in a little yeah. in a little reel there. Exciting for you Rune Factory heads out there. And that was the last That was the last reveal that wasn't super fucking weird. Yep. Uh cuz then after that reel uh Shigeru Miyamoto walked onto the stage and he said, "Hey, would you like to know about the Mario movie? <laughs> I'm going to tell you about the Mario movie. It's coming out December 21st, 2022 in the United States. <laughs> and this is the cast list for the movie. I have, since this happened, watched so many internet people react to the cast <laughs> list who are like live streaming, you know, really like restreaming the stream. And for all of them, it's like they start laughing out of confusion and disbelief and then it just gets worse as time goes on <laughs> i to I, a, to a person yeah like i what i love is that like the disappointment at the first announcement seems universal yes yeah oh, like for sure like at best confusion at worst like <laughs> just like just utter disappointment like yeah. like a look on their face like Miyamoto has failed them personally <laughs> which i don't blame them for yeah. actually uh so i don't know what they're thinking but let's get into it yeah all right so chris pratt is mario yeah why <laughs> fuck why oh yeah just uh, i mean you know a there are like social problems yes. with making chris pratt the voice of mario uh, he is uh, an attendee of a homophobic church. Yeah, and uh, he's he's come out as saying that, oh no, the church isn't homophobic. Right, yeah. But like, um, they, I think it's been proven that they're affiliated with 
a very openly homophobic church. So yeah. like, why? Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, it, like best, like best case scenario, like Chris Pratt is kind of homophobia adjacent without really fighting that. Uh, right, like, and that's yeah. the best case scenario. Yeah, no, like his, like when the whole sort of controversy first got stirred up, he basically said like, well, that's. You know, I don't, I'm, I'm really paraphrasing here. Yeah. Uh, like, I don't attend the church because of that. I attend the church because I've, I've seen all the good they do or something like that. Right. It's like, uh, uh, which is like a wishy-washy yeah, fucking thing. Yeah, no, yeah, God. Yeah. And like, you know, a bunch of, <laughs> a bunch of like straight white male actors were like, this is nonsense because Chris has been incredibly good to me personally. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like missing. It's never a good line yeah, of defense. Uh, miss, missing the point guys of course he's good to you personally anyway but, but even aside from that why would you cast him as mario what would make you think that he could play that character he like you know just in a vacuum as an actor he does have like a deceptive amount of range he was he uh he played the brother in onward and he did uh-huh. an okay job you know honestly he didn't do a great job as the brother in onward <laughs> like <laughs> like that like that that character was a good character yeah uh and i liked onward a lot more than i expected but it it did feel consistently like they could have cast uh-huh. a, like like tom holland nailed it but they, <laughs> they could have cast someone different than yeah. chris pratt as a brother and i think they would have i think there was a better casting choice for that and i think there's a better casting choice for mario god there's like fifty thousand. yeah i here's here's probably like the real corporate justification for mm-hmm. this choice. Uh, Chris Pratt was the voice of the main character in the Lego movie. Mm, so okay. like, so like, you know, kids love the Lego movie. Right. They Ergo. love, they love Emmett. Yeah. What if Emmett was Mario? Yeah. That, that's probably the corporate justification for I it. Mean, I mean, I think it'll get butts in seats. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's, it's bad. It's a bad choice. Yeah. It <laughs> like, it feels like a very, like, like, I think this choice would have made a lot more sense if they announced this in 2014. Sure. It's kind of baffling in 2021. Yeah. But to be fair, maybe this choice was made in 2014. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, could be. Yeah. Um, But yeah, bad. But this is 2021. So bad, bad announcement, bad pick. Yeah. Uh, Anna Taylor Joy from The Queen's Gambit as Princess Peach. I am fine with this, yeah. I would say. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't have a lot of connection to her as an actress, Same. but I, but I know that. Uh, people love Queen's Gambit, and a lot of the reason for that is Anna Taylor-Joy. Right. It's interesting that, like, her main role, the role she's known most for, is, like, a chess player who does a lot of drugs and has a lot of sex. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, that's Princess right, Peach. Yeah. There she is. There's our girl. Uh, but I, I I feel like she'll probably do a good job. She's got the chops, for sure. Yeah, yeah. She, she if, seems if like a she very... Can, if she could do Queen's Gambit, she can definitely do the Mario movie. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. This is probably not an upgrade for her as an actress. Right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Charlie Day is Luigi. I love this. <laughs> I think he's going to be so funny as Luigi. And I say that as a guy who doesn't like It's Always Sunny. Yeah. I just think like, that he'll be really funny. Yeah. Someone did point out is like, that like it's weird that like he's Luigi after he's again like kind of the Anna Taylor Joy thing but ratched ratched up even more I think uh-huh. like you know always sunny is a is a show where 
where the characters are. I think you're going to stop it. Always Sunny is a show. Uh, always Sunny. I think... <laughs> Always Sunny is a show. What were you going to say? No, that, that, yeah. that was the end. Yeah. Of the Always Sunny is a show where the characters are like built to be terrible. Uh-huh. But as a result, Charlie Day is an actor who has said the N word on national TV. Oh. Right? And like. Like, on one hand, I get what they're going for there. I, yeah, would, yeah, yeah. I would not have made that decision. Right. Like, even though, like, that's a show about the most terrible people on Earth, yeah. I would not have made the decision to have this white actor actually say that yeah. on TV. Anyway, uh, weird sidebar. I, I do think... Uh, I do think in a vacuum outside of that, he's he's a very, like, interesting and bizarre choice Yeah, uh, for Luigi. I, I think somehow he'll kind of nail it. Yes, same. Um, <laughs> weird, weird pick, though. <laughs> Here's someone I, I don't have any problems with, though. <laughs> Jack Black is Bowser. He's going to kill it. Yeah, this, this is, is going to be great. This is the best casting choice yeah. on the list. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, yeah, this, this is the winner. Jack Black. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, one of my favorite, like, there's been so many memes about this. One of my favorite memes is, uh, as some people know, uh, I love the kombucha girl meme. Yes. Um, it is a meme where, uh, where a woman, uh, drinks kombucha, uh, makes a disgusted face, <laughs> uh, and then pauses and makes a contemplative face. Like, that's basically the right. meme, right? Uh, so someone, someone like did like the cast list, right? Like it's like Chris Pratt is Mario and it's just kombucha girl with a disgusted <laughs> face. And then it's Jack Black as Bowser and then it's kombucha girl with the contemplative face. That's pretty good. Uh, and that's me. <laughs> sure. I get you. That's also me. Yeah. Like that's, yeah, that, that, yeah, that's spot on. And I'm, yeah, I'm so excited for Jack Black as Bowser. Me too. It's going to be very good. Keegan Michael Key. From Key and Peel as Toad. Boy, that's wild. I, I think he's going to nail this too, Same. actually. I do wonder if it's going to be Keegan-Michael Key, like, in a falsetto. If it's going to be Keegan trying to do the Toad voice, or if it's going to be Toad sounding like Keegan-Michael Key. <laughs> uh-huh. Right? I could also see them just, like, taking what he says and pitching it up with software. Oh, know? sure, yeah. yeah. Although I I'm... was actually wondering if they were going to do that with Jack Black as Bowser, make him huh. a little more basso. Oh, yeah, maybe. Uh, although honestly, like the kind of actor that Keegan Michael Key is, uh, he would want to try to sound like Toad. That's true. <laughs> he wouldn't. He wouldn't talk like himself and then depend on other people to pitch that up. Yeah. He would do the. He would do his best Toad impression that he is, <laughs> is that he is possibly capable of. That's fair. Yeah, he'd go all in on that Toad impression if the voice directors tell him to do a Toad impression. Right. 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 Um. <laughs> <laughs> We're not. We're just looking at what's next. That's why. That's why this is happening. Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. I'm so. I think more than anyone else, I'm so curious to just see that in motion. Yeah. You know, like I know exactly what Seth Rogen's gonna do because it's not like he has range. Right. But I'm just. I just want to see Donkey Kong animated with Seth Rogen's voice. Yeah. Like. Like to be fair, he might try something. Yeah. Like he, like I have, I've only seen like trailers for the Lion King live action movie. Sure. But Seth Rogen does go for kind of a Puma gravel. Oh uh, yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, like he he tried. Yeah. And uh, he also can't sing. That's that's the thing I learned. <laughs> yeah. <from. laughs> you know, he sang better than I expected. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not saying that he that he sang good. 
just better than I expected. How can you expect worse than he didn't sing? Because that's what that was. <laughs> Look, he... That's like saying he swam better than I expected, but he drowned. <laughs> well, yeah, like, he yelled in a vaguely musical way. <laughs> and that's more than... <laughs> that's more than I thought would happen. I see. Uh, like... <laughs> Like, <laughs> like he drowned, but he drowned slowly and not like, and not like after taking like three huge gulps of water and immediately sinking. He was attempting to paddle. Yeah. Yes. But it didn't work. <laughs> but he being attempted. Yeah. And, and the attempt was surprising. <laughs> well, in the sense that it happened. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's fair. Yeah. But yeah, I I think Jack Black is the best casting. Yes. Seth Rogen might like Seth the combination of Seth Rogen and Donkey Kong yeah. might be the most intriguing. Yeah, I'm yeah. yeah, I'm interested for sure. Uh and then they said uh Charles Barnett will be in the movie. That's good. Uh, not like uh in various cameos. He'll have right. several cameo roles. Uh <laughs> one thing here's okay. Here's a theory for the Super Mario movie. Okay. The movie will start playing the whole Mario thing straight. Okay. Like, Charles Martinet will be voicing Mario and Luigi. Uh-huh. They'll just be doing, like, Mario and Luigi things. <laughs> like, you know, they'll bring back, like, Peach's usual voice actor. Go, oh, Mario! Right. You know, right? And, uh, and like, the, the first, like, five to ten minutes will be, like, just uh, what you would expect if Nintendo was doing a Mario movie mm-hmm. and not the Minions guys. And then maybe, maybe in a live action segment, maybe just like uh, also animated, but like differently. Yeah. Um, a character played by Chris Pratt, <laughs> uh, who loves Mario and his like his his shitty best friend played by Charlie Day. Uh-huh. They're playing Mario and they get sucked into the video uh-huh. game. And from that point <laughs> forward, uh, like basically Mario isn't Mario. He's a dude in Mario's body with I Chris see. Pratt's voice. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, and like, that's like them navigating. That is like the, the plot of the movie with like, other various people also getting sucked in the sure. game and having these voices. Like, I don't think that's a good idea, but I do think it's the only way that casting Chris Pratt makes sense. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I'm not saying this no, is no, a no, great, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not saying this is a great idea for a movie. I'm saying Illumination Entertainment would do this. Sure. It's like yeah. the opposite of the Sonic movie, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Sonic movie was reverse isekai. This yeah. is isekai. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Mario is an isekai movie. <laughs> Oh, this is oh man, how how can you like look forward to a thing like so much, but also like have the opposite of that feeling at the exact same time at the exact same like intensity and strength? That's one of the mysteries of being human, Daniel, <laughs> and we're experiencing it right now. What a what a profound way to reply to my <laughs> Mario question. Thank you. Uh. And then they also, like, just, like, slapped, like, three other, like, actors onto the screen. Yeah. Kevin Michael Re- Richardson is Kamek. Interesting. Which, uh, I am thoroughly uh, enraptured by this pick. <laughs> like, Kevin Michael Richardson, like, he, uh, he has done so many... You have... You, the listener, have probably heard 
Kevin Michael Richardson a dozen times uh-huh. by now without realizing. Sure, it. sure. Uh, he is. Uh, he's gone to in in the Stitch movies and and other things. Mm-hmm. He's, he the the big whale security guard guy. That's Kevin Michael Richardson. I've never actually seen Lilo and Stitch. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, I've never seen it. <laughs> Have you played Kingdom Hearts: Birth by Sleep? Uh, I mean a, a, a you know a, a bit. Kevin Michael Richardson reprises his role in that. Okay. Yeah. Um. You know, in in the in the Stitch like spaceship level. Uh, right. Right. Yeah. Uh. God. Okay. For people like Sean who've never <laughs> seen Lilo and Stitch. I. You think you know a guy? You think you know a guy? Uh. He was the voice of Goro in the original Mortal Kombat movie. Great. Um. He uh. He was Deus Ex Machina in the Matrix Revolutions. Oh, oh yeah, okay. The machine like king or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> he was uh he was Action Hank in Dexter's Laboratory. Oh, excellent. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't the poop. Uh-huh. <laughs> but <laughs> but but in the in Crash Bandicoot, The Wrath of Cortex, uh-huh. Kevin Michael Richardson voices a character named Crunch Bandicoot. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. Uh, I don't care about Crash Bandicoot, but now I do care about Crunch Bandicoot. Uh, Here, Here's the me role that he did. Uh, he played Scott Dolph in Metal Gear Solid 2, who's a like Marine Commandant. There you go. Yeah. Uh, he... He's also the stand-in voice for uh, Sebastian in Kingdom Hearts 2. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, no, he's he's dude with like a like a great amount of range. He plays all these deep voice characters and manages to make all of them sound very different. Yes. Uh so like, yeah, I'm I'm pumped for for Kevin Michael Richardson as Kamek. Yeah. Uh I don't know if we needed to go on a detour like that. Yeah, I, I might I might I might cut some <laughs> but, of this out. I might okay. cut, yeah. Uh but uh but i i thought he deserved props is all all right uh fred armison is cranky kong excellent <laughs> i love this so fred armison is actually someone that i don't really know that well oh um, i i mostly just know him from saturday night live oh uh, where he, and he was on there for many years oh yeah okay okay and very very funny right uh for for this like the the casting doesn't blow me away quite as much as the fact that Cranky Kong is in this movie. Yes, that is excellent. And finally, uh, Sebastian. This is also another wow. This character is in this movie. Yeah. Uh, Sebastian Mans. Uh, Sebastian Maniscalco as Spike, uh, as Informant Spike from Wrecking Crew. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Like he's the. He's like the the second player like rival character right. in in Wrecking Crew. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh I I do yeah, I think I think there's a potential for them to play with Mario lore in interesting ways. Like yes. I I feel like here's another prediction. I feel like there'll be a scene where like Mario like goes to confront Donkey Kong for some reason, he goes to Donkey Kong's house, Cranky Kong opens the door. Uh, oh, of course. And he's like, "Yeah, Mario, I'm old now. <laughs> I know you fought like, like right, like monk, like gorillas age faster <laughs> than humans uh, do. I can't fight you anymore. 
here, why don't you play with my grandson for a while? Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I could definitely see them yeah. doing a thing where, like, you know, something's happened and Mario thinks that Donkey Kong is responsible. Yeah. And then he goes there and he's just, he's surprised to discover that the Donkey Kong he knows is Cranky Kong now. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Then Shigeru Miyamoto went on to live the rest of his life, leaving us to process all that. <laughs> That's true. Uh, he really threw us to the wolves. That, yeah, I think that was definitely, like, the most shocking that the direct got. Yes. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, God, what a what a wild place to, like, present that also. Uh-huh. They've never really done that before. Right. Like, there's never really been, like, a, a Nintendo movie yeah. in, in this era, you know, uh-huh. uh, where they could have done that. But, yeah, there there it is. This will be interesting. <laughs> I I am really when that first trailer drops I'm I'm gonna watch it I'm gonna click on it as soon as I see it yeah you know, to watch it yeah I because uh, I want to see what this will be yes <laughs> I wonder like I I wonder how much the first trailer is just going to like obscure information from us also uh-huh. you know like maybe maybe we won't even really know what the movie's about when we sure. get the first trailer could be yeah. Yeah, I God, I just wonder if is if it's if it's gonna be Chris Pratt like trying to do an Italian accent, right? Or if or, it's just gonna be like, "Hey guys, I'm Chris Pratt." Is that uh, is that how you think uh, he sounds? I'm, I'm Star Lord, man. I mean Mario. That's why I'm in this movie. Is, is that how Chris Pratt sounds to you? I'm gonna go to church now. I'll see you <laughs> later. <laughs> like Mario, why are you going to church? <laughs> Don't, 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 don't tell don't anyone. Don't you go to church, Mario. Don't tell anyone what church I go to. Like Bowser. That. <laughs> that would ruin me. I think you should. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we did it. That's the movie. Yep. <laughs> anyway, finally, uh, our Smash predictions. Right. Uh, we thought that the final reveal would happen here. Yep. Uh, I predicted Sora. You predicted Arlay Nadja. I did. And what we got was not the reveal, but the reveal of the reveal. Yes. Uh, they in the somewhere in the middle of the direct, they were like, "Hey, Sakurai is going to show the final Smash Ultimate character on October fifth at ten a.m. Eastern time." Right. Uh, this will be. He's going to show the last character. He's going to show the last me costumes. This will be the final presentation for Smash Bros. Whew. Yeah. So we we will be here next week to talk about that. Yeah. And uh, I'd just like to say that even though, you know, our podcast won't be over after that happens and we talk about it, yeah. it did make me emotional knowing <laughs> that, you know, like we started this podcast shortly after Smash Ultimate got announced. Yeah. Smash Ultimate is almost over now. Yeah. And it's just crazy to think, like, I never would have imagined that we would kind of cultivate this, like, community of people who care about the podcast and about us and about what we have to say yeah about all this stuff yeah yeah like it it's just remarkable this journey that we've been on no it's and, it's, uh, it's uh, really really cool <laughs> it's really cool i'm really glad we were we were able to take the whole thing to clarify 
the end of Smash Ultimate will mean the end of a Smashing Fury. Uh, right, right. But there, will, but there will be, like, a few episodes after the last character comes out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah like, yeah, so... I, I just meant, like, you know, October 5th is not going to be our last... Like, yes. the week of October 5th is not going to be the last week this podcast exists. Exactly, yeah, but we will... The, the, we will be sunsetting. We'll be winding things down. Oh, it's so weird to and, think about, and, man. Pre- and preparing for our next thing, whatever that is. Yeah. 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 Uh, do uh, Are you still locked into Arlie Naja? Do you have any... You know, at this point, it's like what we were saying earlier about like buying a lottery ticket. Right. Imagine if I abandoned Arlie Naja at this critical juncture and then it was Arlie Naja. Yeah. I'm not saying that I think it's even remotely likely, but just imagine how <laughs> yeah. soul-crushing it would be yeah. if I, if I you know, uh, uh, kind of went down a different avenue at this yeah. point. So no, I'm ride or die. All right, I'm cool. Arlie Naja until it's inevitably not Arlie Naja. Cool, because if you change your mind, I would prohibit you from picking Sora this time. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, I'm I'm also locked into Sora. Okay. Like I think, uh, I I think that would be like kind of the the most exciting reveal left, yeah. whether you I, like it or not. I would love for you to be correct. Yeah. To be clear, I think Sora would be a great addition. To yeah. The roster. Yeah, like what? Whether people, whether people, for, for even for for people that don't like that as a character addition, like that would still generate conversation. Yes, you know, and uh, yeah, I don't think there's a lot of character picks left like that. Mm-hmm. E- even though there are some things working against them, it, I, I wanna, I want my last prediction to be one of hope. Okay, one of, one of light. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts is light. <laughs> Anyway, uh, but I guess what what are our predictions for the the last me costumes? Oh, because uh, we should make those. Okay. Well, I what I I to be clear, I wasn't thinking about them until ten seconds ago. Yeah. Uh, Well, you go first. Okay, so since I think Sora will be in the game, yeah. I also think that uh, that Riku and Kairu will get me Sword Fighter costumes. Okay, nice. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I do not think there will be any Disney me costumes. Okay. I, I also don't think that Donald or Goofy will appear in the game even on a stage or something. Yeah, no. Yeah. Not even, no, no Final Smash, no stage, no yeah. Disney references at all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, it'll be a very Disney free Kingdom Hearts representation. Interestingly enough. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah like, <laughs> yeah. Interestingly enough. Like, yeah. Stage will be like Destiny Islands or, or the fucking stained glass right. uh, things or, or something like that. Yeah. Uh, with, uh, with no Disney characters present. Hollow Bastion, maybe. Yeah. Ho- yeah. Maybe Hollow. Oh, that'd be a good one. That'd, uh-huh. that'd be cool. Or, you know, uh, oh, the fucking like, Hub World and Birth by Sleep, uh, the 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 cool place with with the castle and the, oh yeah, I I know what you're talking about. I just don't know what uh, it's uh called. Yeah, but yeah, I, I I do think there will be. I think there's going to be like a big chunk. You know, I think mm-hmm. there's I think there's going to be like a bunch of uh me costumes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, in keeping with my prediction, which is Arlie Nadja from Puyo Puyo. I'll say that uh, there will at least be like a like a, a little carbuncle hat you can buy. Carbuncle being kind of like the little flying mascot of that franchise. Okay, okay. Yeah, uh, for your me. Yeah, um, I think uh, the Doom Slayer will be a me gunner. <laughs> Great. Um, I think 
that they might add uh more Undertale uh and or Deltarune costumes. Oh sure. Any any particular character? Um Papyrus is a me sword fighter with his nice. bone. Yeah, good. Um Frisk is a me sword fighter with with like his stick. Okay. Or or maybe or maybe the knife, depending on which version they go with. <laughs> sure. Um, I I could also see Papyrus being like a brawler. Nice. Um, maybe uh maybe Undyne is a brawler. Yeah. Or uh okay or, yeah. Or, or a sword fighter with like. I was gonna say yeah. yeah maybe maybe they could do Papyrus as a brawler and Undine as a sword fighter or something yeah. like that. Yeah. 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 Um and uh and if they get added they will each come with rearranged Undertale. Tracks. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Hollow Knight is a me sword fighter. Ooh, okay, that's cool. Yeah, because mm-hmm. uh, I I think there'll be one last like indie rep. Sure, and maybe it'll be more Undertale and Toby Fox stuff, and maybe mm-hmm. that'll count. But uh, but yeah, because we got we got Chante, we got uh, sure, we got Cuphead, Agumon as a me brawler, <laughs> or or like just like an Agumon hat. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, just the hat. Just that'd just... be the ultimate salt in the wound. <laughs> oh, such such salt. I. Yeah, I I think that like Agumon has like a three percent chance left, okay. but like I he feels weird as the final reveal. Yeah. Um, speaking of Undertale, yeah. If I had to predict a character besides Sora, uh-huh. uh I do think there's a non-zero possibility of either Frisk or Sans becoming an actual playable character uh-huh. All right. with uh with the church from the end of undertale Ooh. uh as the stage that'd be cool yeah that'd be very cool um because like presumably like you know like sans showed up for during the first wave of dlc mm-hmm. uh there were new conversations had for the second wave of dlc sure and undertale and deltarune are inexplicably big enough that like <laughs> nintendo wants to shadow drop them during uh-huh. directs and okay. like yeah, I think uh I think Undertale is currently the biggest indie that's still indie, you know? Yeah. Like Minecraft started indie, but it's not indie anymore. No. And I, I think it's it's got a huge crowd. I think I think there's a possibility that the Sans Me sold a lot. Yeah, yeah. And, and they Sacra- were like, wait a minute. Yeah, and Sakurai <laughs> Nintendo looked at that, it's like, I wonder how much money how much more money this could be uh-huh. if Sans was a real character. Sure. Yeah. And That'd be oh, one hell of a final reveal. Right? Yeah. Because yeah. I, I don't think... Yeah. Because no one's expecting it. Mm-hmm. And I think that might be the the most smashed thing of uh, all. Sure. Right? Just like everyone's dismissed Sans because he's a me costume. Mm-hmm. But there are... There are characters with me costumes that got upgraded to playable characters. True. Usually, you know... Down a game, the line. Usually a game later <laughs> instead of yeah. a year later. But still. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, that, that would, I think that would be like my secondary prediction. Cool. Would, would you have one or are, are you're not even, you didn't even enter that headspace and you're not ready to now? I honestly, yeah, I didn't even give it thought because yeah. I'm just so dedicated to Arlie Naja from Puyo Puyo. All right, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> it, it would be, it would be a hell of a cap to this whole project if, if Arlie Naja is the last character. Wouldn't it just? Yeah. God. I like I'm going to be watching, you know, I'm going to have this on in the background while I'm like working at the office where I work. Yeah. If Arlie Nadja gets announced, I am going to scream like, <laughs> at work because of how excited I will be that I was correct. Yeah. I I'm I'm just taking that day off. <laughs> That's a good call. Uh, be, uh, part for for a couple reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh one cuz yeah, I I want to be able to just 
uh, fully watch it and interact with everyone I can while I'm yeah. watching it. Uh, B, it's also the release date of Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl, <laughs> yeah. which I've seen some people theorize is like a deliberate slight against Nickelodeon All-Star right. Brawl. I think it's just a very weird coincidence. Same. Uh, a very weird and unfortunate coincidence for Nickelodeon All-Star yeah. Brawl. Like, uh, I don't think they would deliberately sabotage a game that's coming to their platform and that will make them money. You I, know? Also, I also think that Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl is barely on Nintendo's radar. Yes. Like, right. I, like, they... Uh, yeah, like they they don't even think enough of Nickelodeon All Star <laughs> Brawl to feel slighted by it. Yeah, that's my vibe. Yeah, yeah, like uh, <laughs> like Nickelodeon All Star Brawl feels very important to a lot of us, and I think it's gonna do pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I already kind of feel the sequel that it will eventually get because it will oh, sell yeah. enough copies. Uh, but yeah, I don't think Nintendo did it on purpose. Right. Uh, it would have been nice if they were a little more considerate because that's like. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, I I feel like that might take some of the hype away from All Star Brawl. You know, yeah, like, I think that's fair. Like, especially if the last character shadow drops. Oh yeah. Do you think the last character will shadow drop? I think it'll come out like a week after. Okay, I think the last character will shadow drop. Okay. Like, uh, characters tend to come out on Tuesday nights. Mm-hmm. It's re- it's it's being revealed Tuesday morning. Okay. And I think uh I think capping off, like. The entirety of Smash Ultimate with a shadow drop, sure. Uh, because we have gotten Smash Ultimate shadow drops with previous DLC. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That that makes the most sense to me. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. That was the direct. Yeah. And those were our last Smash predictions for Ev- Ultimate. Yeah, for Ultimate. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's uh, a that's a milestone right there. Yeah. That's a thousand milestone. A thousand milestone? Yeah, it's a, you know, it's like a thousand. It's like a milestone, but it's for demarcating when you've gone a thousand miles. Oh, I see. Oh, yeah. I see. Yeah, no, I that's... made those. Don't really exist. I made that up. <laughs> well, this is big. Thank you. Yes, it's big, big stone, big boy, big rock. All right, uh, this was a beefy episode, so let's open Ooh. a little bit of listener mail. Zip. <laughs> <laughs> I was you, opening the mailbag a little oh, bit. You you forgot to open it last episode. Oh yeah, okay. I got to make up for that. <laughs> oh good. Oh man, Whew, that's I feel so much better now. <laughs> History Bowler on Twitter uh, wanted to know if we uh, if we think that Advanced Wars got quietly delayed after E3. I don't think so. Yeah, I, I don't think so either. I think it's coming out right on time in all its mediocre glory. No, I'm I'm going to get and enjoy that game. It looks like a very solidly made remake for the budget that they had. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'll have a good time with it. All right. So, uh, so not and freak on Twitter. Uh huh. Says I liked Bayo three Triangle Strat Kirby three D World style and Metroid. Also tried the voice of cards demo and was pleasantly surprised. Nice. Would love to have seen a Fire Emblem update. True. Not excited to see that N64 won't be included in the standard membership. Mm. It, it needs that value. <laughs> uh, good, I, I, good things that you liked. Yes. Uh, like, I, I agree with all of that. I think they all had good showings. Um, I, I thought this was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wonder what you think, because... Uh, uh, you you and I usually end up on different sides of uh how much value a thing has relative to its cost. Sure. I I th- I think uh I think a lot of time like a lot of these like you know 
paid online services do kind of need more value for their current price points. Yeah. Twenty dollars a year, mm-hmm. like like NES and Super Nintendo felt like the value, you know? Yeah, you know, I think uh, particularly compared to, for instance, like Sony's. Right, Which yeah. is like, you know, we'll give you two shitty games from 10 years ago uh, <laughs> a month. Yeah. Uh, and you will pay more money than you feel like paying for the privilege of pay- playing online games. Yeah. Compared to that, I think Nintendo's in good shape. Yeah. Uh, like, they're charging less money and you're getting, I, I think, arguably better content. Yeah, instead of shitty games from 10 years ago, we're getting good games from 20 years ago. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I mean, I think that the, uh, I think the amount of value, like, we'll see what the price hike is if right. you want to oh. move up a tier. Yeah, yeah. I was supposed to say, what are you thinking? Oh, but I already asked you that earlier, yeah. <laughs> right. Um. Yeah, I, like, I think if, yeah, I think if N64 and Genesis games are just another $10 a year, mm-hmm. uh, I think that will still feel like value. Yeah, no, me and, too. And yeah, I won't have any qualms about that. Uh, 20 I, I might be, I might side with you a bit more on that, not in Freak. <laughs> uh, but I, I do also a- empathize with your point there. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think Nintendo thought, like, you know, it's like, oh, we'll just add a couple more virtual console consoles and we're done. We're set. <laughs> That's like... People will be clamoring to give us more money, and I, right? Uh, I've I kind of wish they had like you know offered some extra features besides that. But, sure, and you know yeah. we'll, we'll see what they say as we get closer to being able to actually subscribe to this. Yeah, but but yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, History Bowler actually replied to Not in Freak's tweet oh. about uh, about N sixty four should have been the extra value. Yeah. Uh, History Builder says, especially when it seems like they are reluctant to add any more major Nintendo published titles to NES slash Super Nintendo Online, hmm. even though people would be stoked for Super Mario RPG or Earthbound 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, which... Now, know, obviously, Super Mario RPG is probably tied up in Square stuff. It's probably tied up in Square stuff. But Earthbound isn't. It's, yeah. I think it's really interesting that Earthbound isn't there yet. Yeah. Um, And because uh, these are probably, like, this this episode is probably one of the last times that I'll get to make direct predictions. Sure. Long-term direct prediction. I do think that Earthbound Trilogy is real. I do think we'll uh, get it. I do think we'll get it in the Switch's lifetime, and I think that's why it's not showing up on Nintendo Switch Online. Okay. But yeah, it, it, they, the first party well for Nintendo Switch Online NES and SNES games is definitely dried up. Yes. I think that's fair to say. Yeah. But yeah, thank you. Not in Freak. Yes. And thank you, Bowl. Uh, and thank you, History Bowler. Yeah. Here's an email from James M. Ah, uh, James McLeod. Hey, guys, I enjoyed the Direct, but I did not really like the fake-out advertising for other Directs. That said, I do look forward to both the Smash and Animal Crossing Directs. Okay. Daniel, how many actors would you have guessed until you got to Chris Pratt for Mario? <laughs> I know Sean is excited for RPM Triangle Strategy. <laughs> oh, yes. I'm sad the Smash predictions are coming to an end, so I'll get my remaining comments and questions in. Sean, you know you have one chance left to change your Smash pick. <laughs> Seriously, can you imagine the grand finale internet reaction if your current pick is correct? One more prediction request. Any last-minute Me Fighter predictions? We got you covered, James. We got you covered. We got you covered. Uh... 
How many actors would I have guessed until I got to Chris Pratt for Mario? I don't know if I ever would have. Yeah, I I don't think I don't think I ever would have gotten to Chris Pratt. Yeah. Um. Because yeah, my first guess would have been like Jonah Hill, right? Sure. <laughs> uh. That that we said that in uh. Mm-hmm. In the Smash Bros. Cinematic Universe discussion, right back in the day, yeah, and then like, I probably would have picked people that are like vaguely Italian. Like, I was gonna say I would just start rattling off the cast of like Goodfellas, you know? <laughs> yeah, like I think I'd say like Joe Pesci. I sure. might, I, I might like verge into like Danny DeVito territory. Uh, yeah, a lot of people on the internet have been saying like it's not too late to replace Chris Pratt with Danny DeVito, you know? <laughs> right. I would have guessed Jack Black as Mario before I guessed Chris Pratt as Mario. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like I probably would have, I probably would have veered towards like more comedic choices, and I guess Chris like has comedy, comedic mm-hmm. experience, but like, yeah, I don't think I ever would have got in there. No, no, for yeah. sure, no. Yeah. <laughs> great, great question. I think we already covered this being your last chance to change your Smash pick. So. Yep, and I'm not changing it. <laughs> Thanks, James M. Thanks, James M. Never give up. Trust your instincts. Finally, an email from Vinny. Vinny ah, G. Vinny G. Hey, guys. What a direct. <laughs> what a cast list for the Mario movie. Though I'm more interested in hearing about the directors and the writers. What I'm wondering is, with Donkey Kong being included in the Mario movie, could this be a way to begin an animated Smash Bros. Cinematic Universe. More importantly, would this be the Smash Bros. Cinematic Universe we want? You know, I was actually thinking about that. <laughs> I was thinking to myself, actually, what I, what I was thinking earlier is, I guess this deconfirms the Smash Bros. Cinematic Universe. <laughs> uh, but maybe, maybe it's I, the gateway. I, I, I feel like I feel like this is at least potentially the beginning of like a Mario cinematic sure, universe. Yes. Like Seth Rogen will get a Donkey Kong spinoff film uh-huh. if this kicks off enough. Right, right. Um, also, uh, says Vinny. Uh, Vinny says, also, in regards to Kirby and the Forgotten Land, could this be the Breath of the Wild-esque reimagining of Kirby that I've been waiting for? <laughs> One thing I'm wondering from you two is... What sort of nightmarish horror do you think Kirby will fight this time around? <laughs> Kirby's already fought an undead angel and a Lovecraftian monster, so the bar is pretty high. That's true. Okay, that's it for me. I look forward to some reaction episodes during the busy October. It looks like we'll have. Stay healthy, Vinny G. All right. Uh, thanks, Vinny. Yeah. Um, yeah, I... Uh, so, like, I, I feel like... I feel like this monster will be pretty post-apocalyptic, right? Yeah. Like I think it, I think basically it'll be some kind of like nuclear like theme. Okay. Like basically like like basically the the Forgotten Land Kirby will find out in kind of a cute Kirby way that the Forgotten <laughs> Land will have been wiped out by some kind of disaster, uh-huh. right? Some kind of like incident, right? Sure, sure, sure. And uh, and this creature will have been born from that incident. Some, okay. Some sort of, like, yeah, big, like, basically, like, like, nuclear bomb-esque, like, creature. Okay. Yeah. I, this is a very elaborate prediction for me. Okay. Uh, so I think that it will have the sort of outward appearance of just, like, a massive kind of trash golem. Where it's like this big kind of hulking beast that's made out of garbage and refuse uh-huh. that is somehow sort of like magnetically or gravitationally attached. Uh-huh. Um, I think you'll fight it and you'll kind of chip away at more and more of it. 
And then when you reveal the core, it will be something really cute on the inside. Oh, interesting. And then it will have, like, swallowed the forgotten civilization, and it'll, like, spit them out at the end, and everybody, everything will be happy again. That's that's very Kirby. <laughs> Thank you. That's very Kirby, and I think that's not a bad <laughs> guess. Oh, and then regarding, uh, you know, will this be the Breath of the Wild innovation... I think that uh, the new plane of movement will be the biggest innovation in this game and that it will otherwise feel very Kirby. Yes, exactly. I I think this is not as radical a change as Breath of the Wild was. Yeah, for sure. But but it'll still still be like... It'll it'll feel fresh. It'll feel fresh. Yeah, Yeah. that's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, Vinny. Thanks, Vinny. And thanks, everyone who wrote in. Yes. Uh, Sorry for those we didn't include. Uh, this, This is... Already a meatster of an app. Oh yeah, big um, beef. But uh, we'll we'll be doing you know we'll we'll be reacting to uh to the last Smash character next week, so you can totally get your reactions to that in. Yeah, and uh and yeah, we'll 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 have a couple episodes after that. So so yes. stick around if you want to know where else you can find us. We're on Patreon, patreoncom group. Yeah, uh, it's it's been it's been mostly dormant, with the exception of our Patreon exclusive podcast lately, uh, Beat Boop Soup, which we do update every month. Yeah, but any support you give us uh, helps us make more stuff, and mm-hmm. uh, and like the the more support we get, the more I'll be able to go back to focusing on that a bit more. True. Um, but always at the very least, you'll get that discord access. If you're at the $5 level or higher, mm-hmm. you'll get, uh, you'll get that exclusive podcast and, uh, you'll get special thanks from us at the $20 or higher tier Yeah. at the end of all of our podcast things, including this. Yes. So next time on a smashing theory, last character, Whew. last character, man, last character. Can't wait to talk about Arlie Naja for three hours. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see you guys <laughs> next week. We'll see you guys next Thursday. Woo. Hope you guys are as pumped as we are. Yes. And in the meantime, I hope that you have a smashing time. Yeah. 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 Special thanks. Special thanks. Special thanks to Lonald. Oh, Lonald, I can't believe you didn't tell me that your full name is Lonaldo. What? Why didn't you tell me that? It's essential knowledge. I've been thanking you wrong this whole time. You know, I try to come up with bits. <laughs> Sometimes they work. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes but, they but don't. But the point is that you always have to fearlessly try to do bits. Thanks, Lonaldo. Special thanks to Nymph. Thanks, Nymph. <laughs> Nymph, as usual, I, I love all the updates about the arts that you're doing. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I hope that's going well for you. Yeah, hope, hope your Neopets project goes well. <laughs> yes. Special thanks to my fiance, Lee. Thank you, Lee. Yeah. Yeah. Excited to see you after we're done recording and just like chill. Yeah, I'm also looking forward to seeing you, but in a different way. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah. We, yeah. The three of us have been watching Star Wars Visions, and that's cool. It is. It's very cool. We're, yeah. We've done six of nine episodes. Six of nine, yeah. And uh, there hasn't been one that I hated. Yeah. Some of them I really quite like. Yeah. Great package so far. Yes. Looking forward to the final three. Same. Thanks for experiencing them with me, Lee. Yeah, thanks. Special thanks to Mr. Cobra Luigi. Wahoo! See, I could do better than Chris Pratt. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I would rather that you were cast in that role than Chris. God, so would I. I'd make so much money. <laughs> I'd <laughs> never have to could, work another day in my life. Can you life. imagine? I'd like to announce that <laughs> Charlie Day is playing Luigi. Jack Black is playing Bowser. <laughs> and this I, random guy is playing Mario. And John Francis in the role of Mario. You may know Sean from his work on the A Smashing Theory podcast. <laughs> I, I, Shigeru Miyamoto, was listening to the podcast. I heard him go, woohoo! And then I cast him immediately. Because <laughs> that is my ability and power. <laughs> thanks, Royce. Thanks, Royce. Special thanks to Cool Gabe. Cool, 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 Gabe, cool, 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 boom, ta ta, boom, ta, boom, ta ta, boom, ta, a cool, ta, boom, ta, Gabe, ta ta, boom, ta, 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 surfing music. Thanks, cool, Gabe. I, you did a brrrr, and I thought you were gonna do like an Eddie and Eddie riff. No, this was a different deep cut. Special thanks, Gabe. Yeah, thanks, cool, Gabe. Special thanks to Vinny G. Ah, Vinny G. If you were a, a delicious French dish, you'd be Coco Vinny G. Coco Vin is a is a French uh, dish. You know. But instead, you're you're a man. Yeah. You know that's not the worst pun you've done for these. Ah, see, there you go. I'm improving every day. <laughs> Boy, that's one way to put it. Thanks, Vinny. Thanks, Vinny. Uh, thanks for your uh, your your lore and your and your yes. predictions and thank you thank, thank you. you always and finally special thanks to Steve with two E's ah man if you had th- three E's you'd be Steve instead of just Steve what if he had four E's Steve five E's Steve seven E's Steve nineteen E's. <laughs> 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 that, that felt more like 14 E's. Alright. No, it's okay. It's okay. You you done you put in your best effort. I appreciate you. I'm sure Steve does also. And Good. Steve, we appreciate you. Yeah, we special do. Special thanks to Steve. Special thanks to all of our special Woo. thanks, patrons. If you would like this, you can back us on the $20 tier or higher. Uh, they, thank you, everybody. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. <laughs>